welcome 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 to the sigma show episode 119 i am your host sigma just before i let you know who is joining me this week real fast we're gonna go over our topics uh, of which there are only one <laughs> we'll generally be talking about what we've been playing and watching like we tend to do but uh we finally have come to the conclusion of this long microsoft activision blizzard acquisition story uh things officially closed on the 13th uh, we don't have all the details as to what is going to happen yet so we're still free to speculate and talk about maybe what we want to happen and what we expect to happen. Uh, and here to join me and talk about such things, we'll see blogs. It's, it's me? Wait, I'm first? Oh, yeah, no way. We'll see blogs. Oh, Back I feel like blogs. I'm on an episode of iCarly. I love it here. And I love the people who I'm here with. Oh, Omar, Akina, ah, you don't even understand. But hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. It's always a pleasure to be rocking with you. Oh, I, I think I got the names backwards, but we'll, we'll fix that in a second. Also joining us, Yoki hey, the Cat. Who am I? Who am I? You're, you're right now, you're Mr. Yomars. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Yomars. It's really nice. I don't know what my constant is, but um, I'm great. To, no, hi, everyone. Hey, y'all. As Yomars, that's what they, I'm from Texas, so they kind of poke fun at me, but they, I think they like it at the same time. So, hey, y'all. What's going on? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, and joining us for the first time, Omar Ahmed, a.k.a. Mr. Yomars. Oh my God! Uh, head of video over at Escapist Magazine, Omar. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Let folks know a little bit about yourself, as it's your first time here. All right, thank you. Yeah, I'm Omar. I uh, run video, I guess, at the Escapist. I'm the <laughs> media production manager. <laughs> Be lofty about it, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I guess uh, most relevant to your audience, I'm one of the, I guess, the creative minds behind Adventure is Nigh, putting your misadventures to the screen and it's an absolute pleasure yes what an excellent job you yeah. do doing exactly that thank you so much for being here uh, i don't know Wait. why i i i have a false memory in my brain of omar being on his podcast before and that the reason he couldn't come back was because he was so damn busy all the time but i think i might have just asked him forever ago and he was like oh i'm super busy ask me yeah at this point, and then I just forgot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the second like, part of that was true. I am really busy all the time. <laughs> Maybe I can fit you yeah. into my schedule. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, anyone but Casey. So wait, I'm, well, I'm, I'm hearing I'm adventure. I'm hearing adventures <laughs> nigh. Does that is that the reason why my canceled turtle isn't back? Because ghosts come back. Mm, I don't know, Omar. I might have to hit you on the side. I'm a little heartbroken mm, right now. Mm, Do you remember what, uh, what happened to your turtle in Adventure? Of course, I remember what happened. <laughs> so, and you're you're confused why you have yeah. <laughs> well, because here's here's the thing. I just I, I I saw Susan and I'm like, yo, I had so many opportunities to rock with Susan, but I was trying to be like generally rocking with everyone else and learning because mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell was going on i.e. big explosion if you haven't seen it so <laughs> you know but I do remember contacting Omar when he, well actually Omar reached out to me and was trying to figure out the character and I'm like I don't know I had turtle things he's like you have a hex code you're fucking annoying with it and I'm like <laughs> my bad <laughs> I just like green what do you want me to tell you Doug <laughs> oh man I forgot about that uh, welcome everybody uh, in chat uh, I see Lampy, Tyrell, Wraithbow, King's Dead, George Lucas uh, Beast March, welcome everybody. Uh, Lampy saying, uh, wasn't Omar with you when you did the 100th episode live, Casey? Yes, technically. Omar actually helped us with the setup for that. So yeah, I was not on it. I was yeah, almost was on, on it, but yeah, I was also, that was another event where I was super busy because <laughs> yeah, I was actually having the to time. produce yeah. <laughs> the, the show that we were doing live as we were making it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the reason he wasn't on Lampy. So <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop trying to come from my neck. 
but as we tend to do uh, at the start of each show, we go into what we've been playing, what we've been watching, uh, just generally stuff we've been doing since last time. And since we only have a single topic, uh, this can possibly be the bulk of the show. So feel free to indulge in just all the media you've been consuming. Uh, so I'll ask, does anybody want to go first? We're going to excuse Kat since uh, she seems to be muted right now. Oh, that doesn't seem nice. I mean, this is an Omar and me thing. <laughs> I mean, I could go first. I don't have that much. Yeah, stuff, it's your though. show. Do that. Do that. Yeah. All right. All right. With a host? <laughs> Do you I, think, I try, I try to let the folks who are like itching the all right but i can go first um i <laughs> i i haven't really been able to do much talk about much of the stuff i've been playing because all of it's under embargo like I, I have like a string of reviews i've been working on um but uh lords of the fallen just left embargo like my review is mm-hmm. out uh, i put a bunch of time into that game but i did not finish it before i wrote my review and i know that's like contra that's a controversial thing to do but one i was on a time crunch <laughs> and two um, Lord of the Fallen does not want you to finish it. And that's probably one of my biggest gripes with that game. Like, it, if, if nobody knows, Lord of the Fallen um, is a reboot of another game, which is also called Lords of the Fallen, <laughs> back in, like, 2014. Uh, the 2014 Lords of the Fallen was, like, one of the first Souls clones. Like, they, they were, like, the, one of the very first people to be like, oh, this Dark Souls thing is popping off. We want to make one of our own. And they did. And, like, it looked really good. Um, it had like really cool lore and stuff behind it, but that game played like ass. Like it was oh. just very, it was very stiff. Like the boss encounters were like really rigid and like it, it just felt terrible to play. <laughs> so like I put it down very quickly then, and like it, it wasn't well liked. But well, it was actually a little divisive back then. I think some people actually did dig it, but like overall, I think um, it wasn't very well liked. Um, did you play the original on launch? Not on launch, but like it, I think it became like a games with gold thing on, okay. on Xbox uh, at some mm. point. So, yeah, I picked it up and tried it then for free. And like, yeah, I didn't spend a ton of time with it because like it just really didn't feel good. Mm. Um, Disappointing. But like this new one done by a completely different team. Like the first one was Deck 13, who later went on to do like the Surge and stuff, which were, you know, actually kind of decent Souls likes. Um, and their most recent game was the was Atlas Fallen, which I also reviewed, and that was actually pretty fun, but wasn't like a Souls like at all. Like they just completely jumped ship. Like, oh, let's do like a cool movement based action adventure thing, and that game was actually all right. Um, but did uh, the first one make money? I don't know. I mean, it must have, right? Like they were able to make yeah. more games. Yeah. So like it must have done at least. I mean, and that that's the benefit you get for being like a fast follow. Like if there is a big franchise thing and you're like the first copycat usually you'll do okay just off the strength of the thing you copied yeah i guess so but usually you know middling games don't get remade that, that's or continued, you know? yeah that's what's so weird kind about this. yeah because yeah. no one was like really looking for a sequel to lords of the fallen but i guess they they still had you know they still own the ip the publisher mm-hmm. but they yeah. But more than that they gave it to an entirely different studio to make another one like deck 13 is doing their own thing now uh, freaking Hexworks uh, is an internal studio that they built to essentially make this game. So because I guess the Souls thing never went away, they were like, look, we have a Souls-like franchise under our belt. Let's try again. Yeah. And honestly, like That's this was a much idea. better try. Like the second one like feels so much better to play. Um, it's got the same like lore and stuff, but like they really fleshed out like the look of the world and like the the lore in it. Uh, like, I want to learn more about it, but the thing that keeps getting me is th- this game is way 
too difficult for its own good. And mm. like, and I, and I say this as someone who likes the challenge in games. Like I've I've played all the other From Software titles, including Sekiro and Bloodborne. Um, Sekiro being like my favorite of all of them because of its like super challenging combat and and right. the feel of its uh, protagonist and whatnot. Like I beat Hollow Knight, I beat Celeste. Uh, d- like I, I've been chopping at the bits to play Ghost Runner two because the first one like was like hitting on that kind of super hard difficulty, crazy platform action. Like, but Lords of the Fallen does not give you that cathartic release of I've I've completed a challenge. Mm. What it does is beat you into the ground and like hold your face to the dirt. Like it does You're not describing let you the up. whole genre for me, dog. I'm gonna be completely honest. And you know what's <laughs> crazy? After uh-huh. every single closed caption I've done, because at first I'm like, all right, I just kind of get a vibe for whatever, what whoever's playing what. Recently, <laughs> you take Lies of P. You take it the fact right. that he did Alice Wallen and this one. I'm like, dog, do you hate yourself? Like, this is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I don't quite get it. And then the fact that you added the clip, you're like, yo. I need to preface this. I beat these bad boys. Because I know what people are going to say. I know what people are going to say. What the people are going to say. The point being is that you keep going to it, which means you got enough credibility in my mind. You know what I mean? I mean, there are people who know, then there are people who, regardless of what you tell them, the fact that you bow out of a game that tells you it's challenging or presents that sort of challenge to you means that you, like the, the term Frost has brought to everyone's attention, it means that you've been filtered. Like, it's not for you. You're not hardcore enough. Right. right. Like he does not or, or you can just refer to Casey's shirt. They're just a bunch of haters. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's true. No way. No <laughs> way. True, yeah. we, can't, we can't disregard the haters. I mean, I'm, I'm more happy at the fact that you're able to just say, I give more respect to you or a person who does a game like that where they're like, yo, I put in this much amount of hours. This is my general experience and this is my vibe with the game. And I don't need to go further in order to be like a masterful change in terms of the review. I've done, I think I've mentioned this. It's one of those things where the first video game review I've done um, with press or like whatever, the, I don't want to say journalism, but the first thing I did was a game called Three on Three Freestyle, which nobody mm-hmm. knows what the fuck it is, right? No, it's I do fast, actually. Okay, I, I, so I he, that game. My son so played a ba- it a lot with me. <laughs> so then let me teach those who don't know. It's a basketball game. It's a free to play. It's literally three on three. And it's a fucking grind. Like... Picture 2K and then max out that grind times 10. That's exactly what it was when it dropped. And I was like, yo, I put in three hours with this game. And unless you're grinding, this is what the loop feels like. Mm. And everybody, I literally, my first review that got posted got removed. They're like, three hours is not enough time. I'm like, sure. In certain games, absolutely. In a sports game, ball go and hoop, boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like a like a free-to-play like sports. Like, yeah, the... And that, that's the thing. Once you can recognize the loop of a game, like you really, for certain games, you really don't need that much more exactly. time. You don't need to see the ending if there's not a story being told. And I, a lot of people, I think, don't fully understand that, especially someone who has a lot of experience with games. Even right. Sometimes you can stop a game halfway through and know what the story's going to be because Absolutely. of how, how they're telegraphed and whatnot. But like, it's still, it's still common practice. Like, all right, just so that no one has anything to say, I'm going to push through to the end. Right. I think I just be on the I'm on the opposite realm of things because in my in my head, if you know the value of something and you can justify whether it's worth a, a deeper investment within a certain amount of hours, that means you know how to prioritize time. That sounds like project management to me. That's fucking a win if you ask me. But I understand that I'm also just a loud, annoying Puerto Rican and I, I embrace that. So it is what it is. <laughs> no, I mean I, I do I do want to say like because I've I've been on the other side of 
of that argument. Uh, not mm-hmm. to that degree, but like I like Will when you were kind of struggling to get into Souls likes when I like I remember you were saying that you were going to try Elden Ring or whatnot. I did. Yeah, and you did. Um, mm-hmm. There is a mindset that needs to be adopted for that sort of a game, and it's it's the because it's something that Nick had to discover too. Because before Nick right. got into his Souls bug, he was also really put off by like the level of challenge, and it's because before before that we're kind of ingrained to think of death in a video game as failure right so like, i think we went through this a little bit with hades too i told you it yeah exactly yeah because that's the same thing yeah the whole once you grind like, drawn, you get yeah. it i get it okay like so like when people die a lot in a game they get this feeling of i'm bad i'm failing i don't want to feel like this anymore and then they they nope out of it that's how i feel every day and just waking up so i get it <laughs> <laughs> but like the like the difference with some of these Souls-like games is that those deaths are actually learning experiences. Like you're supposed right. to die. You're supposed to learn from what happened that caused you to die. And so that the next time you go through it, you know what you're supposed to do to not die. So those mistakes are no longer the game, you know, killing you and forcing you to fail. Sure. It's you overcoming, you know, the situation that's presented to you. Right. Lord of the Fallen does not allow you to do that because... Um, it packs. The Lord's been letting you fall, in, dog. <laughs> they just, the Lord's love it when you fall. That's the <laughs> that, like that's why they're called that. But but like yeah, they 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 put you in situations that stack so much against you that mm-hmm. even if you were to overcome it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like yes, I did it. Now going forward, this is something that I've achieved. It's like God damn it, I hope I don't have to do that again. But guess what? You're going to do it again, dog. Guess what? You do have to do it again. <laughs> well, I, I leave this as a question for the room because I don't really know everyone's background with these sort of Souls-like games. Does anybody really play that or care for that outside of KC? Because I, I know from based off what he reviews. I'm just curious. I've wanted to try um, Sekiro because I heard it's really, really good. Right. I think it's pretty funny because I have a friend who plays it and he gets super frustrated. So I trolled him and sent him a Sekiro pop Funko Pop because um, <laughs> he would like complain about it every time we talked. So um, I've always wanted to try that one and I want to try Elden Ring as well. Casey knows I'm more of like a, a gamer of habit. That's like, okay. Once I, find, once I find a game that I really, really like, I stick to those. I have like five games that I rotate right now. Mm-hmm. And then probably in the next six months, I'll probably find a couple other games and start rotating those. If that makes any, no, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that that's why you're like an apex. Uh, I was about to apex ask predator Tekken and, and like either, a right? Tekken god, like that. Those, oh, that's no. the reason why. <laughs> I wish I was like, yeah, tech, I'm on the road to Tekken god. Yeah, but it's it's I've run, really wanted to try Sekiro, but every time Casey talks about, it, I think I'm gonna try it now. Um, I I think I'm gonna try it. I've always been interested in them, and I and I. I'm not a y'all are all in the um gaming industry if I'm if I'm not mistaken correct. Sure. Um I mean theoretically. Gaming media industry. <laughs> so I guess from a consu- consumer standpoint, I can understand why someone could just straight up say I'm not doing this anymore. But from a reviewer right. standpoint, I that makes perfect sense. If I can get the general concept of this game after playing it for 3 to 4 hours, why do I need to sit through this entire game to give right. a a review? If a story isn't necessarily involved. Now, I feel like if there's a story mm-hmm. involved. Yeah, you got to um, go through it. I kind of feel like you have to go through it to give your right, general give assessment your, of it. Of yeah, story, so. Yeah. But I've always wanted to try the Souls games. I just never really, I've never played one before, so. What about you, Omar? Dungeon and Dragon in or you, you playing no Souls? What's up? I see a lot of video games back there and I don't hear no. I need proof. I need proof. You a gamer? Yeah, but all those games are like 20 years old. 
that's okay. That makes me feel old. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have time for that shit, man. I was just about. I was just about to say that. <laughs> that's the answer that I'm gonna give. I don't. I don't have time to come on the show. I don't have time to play games. I don't have time for Souls games more than anything. Oh man, like I tried freaking Bloodborne. I really wanted to get into Bloodborne because I love the theming of that. Yeah. But I just, man. Like, people have tried to sell me on Souls games for literal years now at this point. Like, I used to edit uh, back when Nick and Jack did the Escapist show, you know, mm -hmm. way back when. It was just Nick and Jack talking about games in, like, a talk show format. Basically, every other episode was them, like, gushing about Mortal Shell or Dark Souls or right. whatever the fuck. That's, that was Nick's awakening. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> and he was, like, pushing Mortal Shell on everyone. This is, like, your gateway drug that right. you should... Seriously. You know, that you need to get into it. But... I don't know. I just like you've described the whole death as an incentive versus like, you know, a like a, a failure state. That just doesn't work for me at this point in my life. Maybe mm -hmm. if I was like getting into these when I was 14 instead of now, it would be different. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like wow. something like Hades, which you mentioned earlier works a lot better for me because i really love that game and i feel like right. because it's a you know it's a quicker dopamine hit you know a whole sure. run of that game yeah, is that, like an that hour. loop and reward yeah. of the failure and the and the like yeah. me when i get a perfect in tekken man my <laughs> dopamine goes straight through the roof so i <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need that quick fix man i i was i was into um jedi Fallen Order was that the first one? Yeah, Fallen Order. Right. Yeah, yeah. Does that Which, that, that, right? That's not I mean, people. Like, it is. People are like that one. It is. Yeah, that one copies like, the Sekiro formula. Listen, you Star Wars nerds. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. Just don't get mad at me if I can't play your games. All right. <laughs> that sounds I mean, like it's hard. <laughs> maybe it's Souls for Babies. I don't know, but well, yeah, it's definitely, it's it's definitely not at the same level. Yeah. I have other problems with that franchise. Like I, I think it's just kind of janky overall. But like it does, it does follow the the Souls formula and specifically right. Sekiro's combat style. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so that's I, really I, that's my experience with Souls games. I'm curious to see when we get to you what you're playing. He's like, I've played Minesweeper recently because <laughs> it's quick and easy. <laughs> I mean, you're not too wrong. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I guess like final thoughts on Lords of the Fallen is, um, yeah, I had to, I had to stop playing in order to write the review and stuff. Um, and I, I, I am upset at its uh, level because like its bosses aren't even that bad. Like the boss encounters are actually really fun. Like they feel fair and like the mechanics are kind of new in that you get to do other stuff other than roll out of the way and strike, which mm -hmm. Lies of P is all that. Like there's, there's maybe one fight that has like an interesting kind of mechanic or strategy to it, too technically. Uh, but the rest of it is just straight up let's see how you do against this boss. And like, I like that. Like, that's the kind of challenge I like because I really like getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, a boss's moveset and like my options against it and whatnot. And that in and of itself is fun to me. Um, but Lords of the Fallen actually makes the boss fights a little more dynamic than that. But it's, it's just that grind of getting through all of its areas because they just pack so many enemies in there. And like its world design is built to make you... Uh, to make you have to run from most of the stuff that's in it. So like, I can't sit around and actually take in the cool level design. I can't take in, uh, there are story beats in that game that you, um, 
you basically need to activate and it plays like a little diorama like games do nowadays like oh this is like mm-hmm. this is a fragment from the past look at look at these people's shadows and and learn what happened in the world there are situations like that all over the place but many of them are in the middle of active enemy fields so like mm. i can't actually listen to the story because you're gonna have three to four things attacking me at the same time like it just seems very counterintuitive to to enjoying that game the way they put enemies in it um but despite all that i do still kind of want to go back like i want to eventually mask is cool <laughs> i want to eventually just get <laughs> to the end of it all um but I, I am hoping that they they'll throw out some patches that will fix some of the the enemy stuff like that that would be a bigger incentive for me to go back than to just be like all right well i want to at the very least because, again, this is the sickness, right? This, like, the get, the get good crowd will will come up in your face and tell you, you don't, like, you're not worthy of this game because you quit, because it's too hard right. for you. And it's like, I, I know it's not too hard for me, but I can still recognize that it is too hard. Like, this, yeah. this shouldn't okay. be this difficult. Like, this isn't fun. This isn't a fun level of difficulty. I feel like I can recognize that and separate it from my own personal sense of, uh, you know, seeking out challenge, right? Like, I, like if, mm. I, if I get through an unfair enemy encounter because I had to, like, cheese it or because I had to use some other sort of, like, weird mechanic in order to get to the other side of it, that doesn't give me the same level of uh, catharsis as like what really felt like a good quality fight that I was able to, able to overcome. And I feel like I can tell the difference. And there's a lot of people out there who don't seem to be able to do that. They're, they're of the camp of like, well, as long as I get to the other side, that means I've, I've passed that bar and I haven't been filtered and I am worthy of the title of gamer, et cetera. And I feel like that's, there's a line there that some people just need to take a stronger, closer look at. This just triggers a very hard response for me but i don't want to go on a tangent no go, go right ahead we got we got time <laughs> no i did it just <laughs> here's my thing mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll try to condense it as much as i can i as me the loud person that i am i don't not i truly do not give a fuck what anyone says regarding <laughs> my skill regarding uh-huh. anything at first it was something i was conscious of and now i'm just like you pay my bills all right that's cool so like no, i'm not really worried about it Right. But in my mind, these games, and this is where I always will die on this hill and people will look at me like I'm stupid. I will not accept anyone telling me one that um, my skill, like I don't deserve so on and so forth. Like I'm not trying to hear that. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, I will never put these games or that have that mentality to get good mentality or put it on a, a, a sort of pedestal if it's inaccessible to the majority of the audience. Mm. That's it's just, it seems like an unfair way to put it. I, I will never say Elden Ring is a bad game. I will never say it's game of the year or the best version of anything quite frankly because of the fact that if I can't pass this to somebody who's just generally into gaming, casual you would say, or even moderate and they can't go through the experience then they're it, for me it's just, it goes into a kind of bin that's just like, alright, the equivalent of like this is my backlog. One day I'll get to it. If I don't, that's cool. And it's I, I, I just personally get very confused when people it's, it's it's the same thing when the, the yelling the echo chambers on the internet they consistently just feel the need to throw and I'm like you can yell as loud as you want get hoarse do what you need to my man's however when you start becoming a little bit ignorant because of the fact that you think people who have different skill base are not welcomed or can't accept right. this and appreciate this then your opinion is no longer valid to me and it's cool for you to have it 
But like I have this with Frost all the time. I'm like, if you can't call this game of the year, if it is inex- inaccessible to the majority of the people who are just able to appreciate the medium. Sure. But I yelled nine times out of ten. I've tried to keep it composed. I'm I'm, I'm probably red hot over here. You don't even know. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> for me, if I can I guess interject or add. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, in case you know, I never do, but I never bring up like I guess like the issues as a woman and as gaming being my hobby, something that I've experienced for the last. I mean, my first system was a Nintendo NES, and I, it was World Track Racing. Do y'all remember that game with like the pad, the running pad? <laughs> yeah, do y'all I, remember? Not, Am I showing I'm my not, age? I'm no, not no, 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 that game, age? but I do, I do know okay. what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so like that was like the very first game I ever played. Um, actually, no, it wasn't. It was. Oregon Trail when Apple was called Macintosh. So um, remember those days, the, the, the <laughs> right. brightly colored uh, I, big back. You died of dysentery. Okay, um, so I think I can agree with Will when um, it's the uh, is she really a gamer or does she really know what she's doing? Does she, you know, she isn't really good at that. And honestly, that's kind of a reason why I decided to. I was like, I'm gonna get good at one game. I love gaming in general. Mm-hmm. I love, but I want to have an actual skill when I play a certain game. And it just so happened to be Tekken. Um, so I can understand what Will is saying. I think everyone plays games for whatever reason. Some people, it's a it's a livelihood for some people. It's a hobby for some people. Um, so I can agree with Will in the sense of like, you know, if this isn't easily accessible to other people who genuinely enjoy the the medium, <clears throat> maybe it isn't game of the year. But I don't know what the requirements. Because who gives out that award? Is it IGN? It well, everyone matter. does. Yeah, like there. Everyone, million, everyone is. There's a million maybe, outlets, oh, and they yeah, all yeah, give their mil- own game of the year awards. I like my company Far Cry. I mean, like my company Ubisoft. I love them when they're doing things. But they also released a f- game of the year edition of Far Cry Six. Was not nominated by anyone. <laughs> but we had a game of the year edition, so if you wanted to buy it, you totally could. It was just a DLC. Are you package, sure there but... wasn't like some outlet in like Kazakhstan? It was something? probably our internal studio. Like our editorial was like, uh, our, like the year for us. gave it game of the year. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, because we released that game. That's what we had. But I digress. But I think it it really is. It's kind of like you can think of game of the year the same way you think of the Grammys, or you think of the Oscars, or you think of mm-hmm. other forms of media. Um, it's just in recent times, like video games have just, you know, become such a lucrative, I mean, they've always been a lucrative business, but you know, it's up there right there with movies and, and music. So if not bigger, um, so I, I can definitely, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is I can, I can understand Will's point of view for sure on that, on that topic. Right. As someone mean, who, I'm sorry. I didn't speak over you. My bad. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I think. From my perspective of my experiences, you know, gaming for the last 20 years, I could definitely, or more, yeah, 20 some odd years. I'm old, y'all. I'm old. Um, (laughs) It's been that long. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I can can definitely see Will's point. That's, I guess, what I was trying to say. I just also wanted to add, because I forgot that you do you guys end up playing a lot of like fighting games for the most part and that's that's it has its own separate category in, in my opinion because it can be game of the year in whatever regard it's just i'm referring to just like me going against the computer as itself or the intended narrative experience if there is one mm-hmm. right rather when it's like a pvp or a pve or whatever the situation that's listen it could still be game of the year it could be trash i'm fairly certain 
for like I've, in my mind, I thought at least Casey was going to put Street Fighter as his game of the year for a hard amount of time because that video, I don't know how much it meant to you just as a review, but for me, it was like, yo, I'm a casual gamer, I fucking love Street Fighter, and even now, like, I'll be able to launch and I feel like it's a fucking fantastic experience. Even if I'm getting my ass whooped, I went against Jeff, Superman Jeff. Beat me forty times and I had two wins under my belt and I felt like a god with it, two it, wins. It, you, it's he was, crazy. He was using a cheating ass JP, right? He was using JP. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started with that man. I love him, but holy crap! But even then, like I literally over the, on Friday we had um, two of like higher ups and UB just visited, right? And they pulled up and they're like, "We heard you got Street Fighter Six. And they literally before their big meeting that they're talking. They're like, we got 15 minutes, launch it. And I beat them one round and I was like, yeah. I was go. scared though, because I was like, if I get a, if I give them an L. Watch out, everybody. I might take it out. That's what I thought. <laughs> but my point being is that it's it's gonna vary based off the genre. But I mean, I'm intending for just like the natural what sure. one would expect yeah, I think, as a consumer. I think we understood what you were getting at. And then I gotta be respectful to the fighters, you know what I mean? Because y'all be kicking ass and I'm not that guy. Uh, I'm also not that guy. I just want to put that out there. Like I, I, I want, I want to get Smash, there yeah. with the. Uh, still, like, like as as much time as I've put into Smash, like my hands won't let me be good enough for what what people can do in that game. Like it's just there's there's a level above that is just shocking to what me. What if he got you an arcade stick or something? Uh, why would that? No, I'm, I'm a no because people claim the arcade stick is a is a game changer when you get getting competitive. It, it is, but if you've never really started, it can be very difficult to learn the arcade stick sure. if you haven't really played on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get into it like competitively or try to, like if you've started on controller and you're trying to get better, it's probably best if you stick to control unless you're ready to basically just strip your entire you skill start set over, and start right? over again. Mm-hmm. That's like, I feel like the I arcade, know- the arcade mm-hmm. stick preference comes from people who played on arcade yes. cabinets like it's, it's them sticking with the thing they know versus this is the best thing for like I, like i feel like for for a game that primarily just uses buttons comfortability is paramount versus like sure, or yeah absolutely. the ease of a mouse which is just definitively better at aiming at things like for like a shooter and it really which is I gamer hate. preference oh i'm sorry well go ahead no 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 no. you you got it go ahead um i really think it is gamer preference because some of the pros for fgcs um for in the fighting game community um i don't please if i'm butchering his name please excuse me but that he just won he has like four back-to-back evo titles Ars- arslan i believe is his name for tekken um um and i believe he plays on a controller so it really is about what works best for you you know individually as like the gamer so mm-hmm. agreed uh but yeah that's uh, we went off on crazy tangents. Well, that's Lords of the Fallen. Um, outside of that, uh, I, I haven't been watching a ton. Still catching up on Suits with the fiance. That show is uh, it's very addicting to watch. Is it not a white boy show? That's it's the a very I white boy it. show. Yes. Right. Though, okay. Wait, though what? I will what say, is? I will suits, say, suits. It, it has a um, lot of um, it has a lot of uh, what they portray as strong black women, but a lot of the scenarios definitely sideline them in ways that I feel like the writers aren't picking up on mm. <laughs> like undermining mm. them yeah like mm. like the main the main guy in the show is this kid mike who is a genius right like he he has a photo he has a photographic memory anything he reads and understands he will remember until he dies and so he is the apprentice of this super hot shot uh corporate attorney 
uh, Harvey Specter, who is essentially uh, Frost has has uh, described their uh, relationship as like Iron Man and uh, Spider Man in the MCU. Right, so mm-hmm. like he's mentoring this kid, teaching him how to be a lawyer. But the whole premise behind the thing is that that kid is a is a fraud. Like he never went to law school. Harvey's aware of this, but he's using his intelligence to help him win cases and be his like second. So like they've just been facilitating this fraud of him actually being an attorney for as the show goes years now. So I won't spoil anything in case anyone is. In, I know the show's old, but I won't spoil like the the whatever that's happening. But the sense the thing is this this is a fraud who is in a very high paying position and is a white man. So it's, it's and like he's he's dealing with a lot of situations that have to deal with other people being like bad actors like oh you're you're hurting people with your corporation's uh dealings or like this business is going to put this person out of there or you know, like people being shady in one way or another while at the the whole time your main character is a, a fraud. fraud yeah so it's like they're, they're mm-hmm. like they're having you feel this sort of sympathy in relation to this character while him holding moral high ground over several other characters who are also doing bad things and like so almost like a robin hood kind of mentality like well no because like his his fraud the rich was the self-serving like yeah like his fraud wasn't True. like i needed yeah. to do this in order to save everyone else like his fraud is self-serving for him like he was in a bad position because of decisions he made in his life and he got a second chance by being a fraud and so, like, yeah, but and, uh-huh. but turn around and basically make Ju- other people yeah, like judge everybody yeah, else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. May I ask, what was your gateway? What was the entry level for you? To uh, my my fiance, like, su- su- okay. su- like it just dropped on Netflix, like the whole series. Like, I'd, I'd known of the show forever because oh, it like played on USA for years and years. But like, was I it one of those things, Casey, where you're like, I mean, I'm not watching that. And every time she's no, watching, like, I never pass the couch. Like, hmm, that looks interesting <laughs> four episodes later. <laughs> like, I never knew what Suits was about. I just knew the name and I knew, like, the face of, like, the mm-hmm. main guy walking around all the time because I would see the commercials. But, like, I didn't realize it was a, a show about attorneys. And, like, I, I like, like, law procedurals. And, like, they, they have, like, really fun, like, cases and stuff in the show. So that was the main thing that got me to sit down. But then I got invested with all the characters. And then I found it interesting that uh, Meghan Markle, who was now the prince of uh, princess of Wales or whatever... Like, that's where she's from. Like, that's the show she yeah. was on before, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. like, Prince Harry mm-hmm. met her and she became a freaking princess and the world couldn't stop talking shit about her. So, like, just watching her there is very interesting as well. Because, like, oh, she was just an actress, like, living living her life. She was she uh, one of the briefcase girls on Deal or No Deal as well. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this explains why people were talking about this show because I have several friends who started talking about just started all started talking about yeah, 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 it's on Netflix, so that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, that's why. I mean, it is good. Like, I like it. But um, when I hear the concept, I'm like, this is just a a white man's normal life, and I'm like, I I have no opposition against it. It's just in my head, I'm like, right, like when I I'll I'll sit down, I'll sit down with my fiance, and something will happen. I'm like, that's because of white privilege. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like it's a lie to just keep. Keeps I feel this way when people. I feel this way when people were talking to me about that show Succession. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody keeps telling me yeah. to watch this show. It's like it's just gonna be a bunch of rich white people with rich white problems. You know, that's exactly. What I'm it sure is. if you put the yeah. trailer side to si- side by side, I wouldn't be able. I'm like, oh yeah, mm, mm, no, nah, I can't figure that one out. It sounds bad, but it's one of those shows where it's just like the you you know how they get the carbon copies of shows. It's just like oh, there's not a real premise here. It has a slight <laughs> differential portion, but it, quite frankly, it's like oh. I'm just not this demographic. I remember I had a mm. bunch of friends, uh, friends I say, uh, a bunch of people that were locally in North Carolina, shocker, and they're saying, you should watch Yellowstone. I'm like, why? When the <laughs> fuck do I talk about horses? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have no 
Because Nick, like, Nick was doing that. Nick was like, oh, right. Yellowstone is his jam, whatever. I'm like, that, I mean, that oh, sounds yeah. like it'd be your jam. But I don't that, know if I would that's be a Nick into that. Thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Give him a Mountain Dew. Give him some Yellowstone. He'll he'll go off. Give him a horse. Like, he'll be, he's happy. Oh, man. <laughs> Nick was complaining to me that they don't have Mountain Dew in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Fight this man. He, he makes me so mad. He doesn't need to Wait, be this mad. Mountain Dew? Uh, it's like, batter- yeah. it's like battery acid. That's, do you know who Nick is? Do you want to meet awake. Nick? Nick is that sounds like Nick. Nick Nick is a very interesting individual. I love the man, um, but also I'm just like. I mean, I'm not judging your decisions. drink choices. I'm just no, saying you no, should. Yeah. Is, like I'm like you could have got a Baja Blast. You said nah, give me Mountain Dew. So just okay. like the normal flavor of Mountain Dew, not like the blue, purple, yep. <laughs> pink. <laughs> I'm not gonna just lie. Red. Regular, he does give the, cold red vibes. He's like, let me get the Halo thing to get the extra points you know like the the little light sticks and you crack it that's the color of like regular mountain dew like it's fluorescent and i feel like you could solve a lot of things with mountain dew mechanically like mechanically like coke i feel like it it could be like i don't know i don't know if nick is partaking in the sugar booger but booger sugar but whatever i don't think it's up as out if you okay i'm sorry i feel like if you ever interacted with nick just deep voice it's like a child gotta drink it's literally Mountain Dew. Play, play, play some Cold Duty. Rainbow Six. Siege. This sounds more like really, a, a wrestler. Are you really than, a <laughs> like I, you're berating this man, and he's not even here to defend mother. himself. I, I he, right. it, It's not even a. For the other two people who are here, is this incorrect information? No, I mean no. That that's that's Nick's personality. You you guys ever watch um uh, for, God, what's the freaking show? Where Greendale University. Oh, community. Oh, community. Community. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they're doing like where Troy and Abed are doing the stand up in like the library, and it's just an audience of each other. He's like, <laughs> yes, doing jokes just to like make him laugh. This is basically what that is, but I appreciate it. Uh, when we saying, were in, I'm flying. I'm flying. <laughs> when we were in uh, Quebec City to do the Sea of Stars documentary. That was another occasion where they didn't have Mountain Dew anywhere. <laughs> we were literally like scouring the place to find them some Mountain Dew just because we had some time. And uh, we looked over the, like, they just didn't sell it in any gas station, convenience store, or whatever. And That's so, surprising, honestly. Yeah. Though we I mean, looked it's over, the best. we were just walking around town and we looked over a railing and we saw a discarded bottle of Mountain Dew that was just sitting in like a trash heap in a pile of leaves. The, the universe is taunting him. And I, it was like I'm trying to get the last drops. Like, that, yeah, was, we just that was the up. last Mountain Dew in Quebec. We climbed up to like the scenic overlook of the city. We went up these stairs and we looked down and it was right there. And we were like, man, if you want it, you could just go down there like some kind of trash goblin. We won't look. We won't get that you. bottle of Mountain Dew. Oh, man. Uh, he didn't do it, but <laughs> alas, glad. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy he was able to to withhold that urge, yeah. that dark urge. It's um, all love. It's all love. <laughs> the dark urge is not what I expected to hear today. <laughs> but uh, uh, but so outside of uh, uh, suits, um, I'm still catching up on One Piece. Um, the I, I've been really really hype about the. I'm going to say the second half of the Kaido arc. I don't know how much longer it's going because it's been going for so long. But like, I'm assuming it's the second half. No, not One Piece. <laughs> well, not even <laughs> not even One Piece, but just this section of One Piece's story. Like the Kaido arc 
has gone on, or the Wano arc, I should say, has gone on for so long. Like, they get to this new island, Wano, and then uh, a bunch of shit happens. Uh, about a year's worth of content happens. And then they start this raid on the big boss, Kaido. And that, in and of itself, has been about the same length as, like, several arcs, I feel like, of One Piece. And, like, they're still fighting this man. Or at least Luffy is still fighting this man. Um, but there, there's a really big thing that comes like it was spoiled for me like months and months ago um luffy gets like a new transformation or whatever and i think i'm right at the episode just before that happens so like i'm i'm kind of hyped to kind of see for myself like what this new transformation is and what it means because like there's a big lore specific thing tied to it as well um and like and one thing that uh despite one you know one piece's length and you know how goofy its characters and situations and stuff are one thing that i can never really like talk trash about it for is its writing like i love the writing in one piece like it makes like it has so many crazy nonsensical disparate pieces to its puzzle that fit together super well like years and years and years of content and story and characters all actually makes sense when you look at them together and every time they give you like a new super important piece of that puzzle it's like mind-blowing like how that has kind of been at the center of all these other events for so long and like he just just naturally weaves it into the the story and now going forward you have all this new context for all the characters and the situations and the world or whatever it's just super interesting and so like the combination of what this transformation is going to reveal for the plot and then also what it's going to do for Luffy as a character because it's, it's like when Goku went Super Saiyan for the first time, right? Like, this changes everything in Dragon Ball Z. Um, I think over a, a while that became a bad thing, like that Super Saiyan transformation because it kind of went from that onto the next thing, onto the next thing and it kept having to escalate. I'm I'm a little worried that this could be the start of that in One Piece if they, if they get a little carried away with just transformations or whatever it is this power is that they're going to give to Luffy. Um, but it's the writing has been so much better than anything in Dragon Ball Z. Like I, I, I do still have a little bit of confidence that they'll be able to navigate it properly, as opposed to everything turning into like an incomprehensible, uh, massive set of like nuclear explosions. Like every, like the fights in this arc have essentially been Dragon Ball Z fights. Like stuff is exploding, like mountains are crumbling, like people are like at a level that you will like you just can't believe and like oftentimes like i'm not interested when the fights get that big like naruto did the same thing near the end where it's like okay we're not even having ninja battles anymore folks aren't throwing punches they're turning into uh fire coyotes and they're they're launching uh <laughs> atom not bombs across the mountain range you know what i mean like everything just gets to this scale that's so ridiculously big that it stops being fun to watch it's just spectacle and like a lot of the fights in one piece have been on a razor's edge in terms of like this is a lot of spectacle, but this is actually a cool combat sequence as well. Like they're still like they're still holding on to my attention with the actual fighting, even though it's at this super grand scale as of right now. But they could very easily go over that, and I'm I'm hopeful that they won't. Um, so we we'll see we'll see how much longer this goes on because I, I I think I'm closing I'm cl I'm close to catching back up. Um, and by close, you know, that's probably like another <laughs> three, four <laughs> weeks of watching One Piece episodes. Good God. It just gives me anxiety <laughs> thinking about how much One Piece there is. Yeah, there's, yeah there's a lot. right? There's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. How but many like, pieces are there? There's more than one, I'm seeing. <laughs> mm. It's it's not as long of a watch 
Which, I mean, it's a long watch. Like, let's not pretend it's not. Yeah. But it's not as long as you might think because all of its episodes, all of its thirty something episodes, all of its thirty minutes, some, all of its thirty minute episodes, um, are actually about half as long if you just cut, like skip through like the intro, skip through the recap, and then you just watch. Uh, the actual episode content is usually like 15 minutes at most. So like if you're if you have like Crunchyroll or some other site where you're just going through all the episodes in line, you can just, you know, search directly to where the actual episode starts and then move on to the next one as soon as the episode says to be continued and you're you're saving tons and tons of time. Mm. I just looked up how long it would take to watch every single One Piece episode. <laughs> what is it? What did you find? I'm going there right now too. 420.8 hours or 17.53 days if you're watching it back to back without breaks. Like if you That's not too bad. If you divide that by like a third, it's probably close to the real number cuz you're not going to watch the intro and outro every <laughs> single time and you can cut through. Sometimes the episodes will have like a full 5 to 7 minute recap because so much has happened. They're like, "Hey, if it's been a while, this is what's going on." But like if I just watched the last episode, I don't need any of that. So I'm just, well, that's also assuming you're a binger. I, I'm not a binger guy. I get it. I'll pick it up and put it down. So I'm yeah, looking at this. If you don't binge, yeah, I don't know how you get through it. I'm looking at this. It says there's 1,079 episodes. And yes. it's estimated right now as 18 days. Yeah. 18 do, days. Do four that's episodes non-top. a day. You're, yeah, that's a lot of commitment. I'm, I'm sometimes four episodes like Omar. a day for six months? What does you that know how many shows you? I'm balancing out right now? I haven't even finished. Make it a priority, Will. Every, All I hear is you complaining. Make it a priority, okay? I come on this podcast. Casey asks, hey, Will, what are you watching? I feel like it's been for years on end. I'm still fucking watching the fucking show Skins. I'm never going to finish that shit. I have only better. nine episodes to go, and I just can't do it. It's Skins too is, much. Skins is great. I love the show. It's weird. It's weird as fuck. But I, I, I asked Jermaine once. Uh, if the way they live on skins is like real or, or is it like exaggerated? And Jimmy was like, oh no, yeah, like he didn't live like that, but he knows people who did. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is fascinating to me. <laughs> so yeah, One Piece. It's it's it, it's a chunky boy. Um, will I ever get to it? Probably not. <laughs> I got I I'm ready to watch the the bullshit one that they made for Netflix, but I also don't know if I'm ready to. <laughs> Why do you call it bullshit? I mean, I've heard I good heard things about it. I heard it was it. good thing. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard great things about, it. Things about it. it. That's, that's yeah, the reason why it's it. on my to-do list. It's just my problem is is that I can't see it, so I don't have a hard attachment to anything, and I just know how each character looks and stuff like that. And I'm like, some of this just looks fucking ridiculous. Like this, this does not need to look this silly, and it, it does. Does that's the thing? It does look ridiculous. It embraces that, and and see, and what's what's crazy about One Piece is that it will make you embrace it too. Like if you give it if you give it an honest chance, like you will be won over by its characters because they're they're written that well. Like they're written so in, a, in a likable way. Okay. I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, no, go ahead, Casey. Go ahead. Um I will say I have to agree with Casey on that because I was never interested in One Piece. I was like, uh, nah, I'm good. But I actually really enjoy it. I do. I And for that reason, I refuse to watch the live action. The same reason why I refuse to watch the Cowboy Bebop live action. Casey knows I'm a diehard Cowboy Bebop fan. That's like my one of my favorite animes ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so for the the music and the aesthetic and the the art style of Cowboy Bebop. It's just really beautiful mm-hmm. to me, but I refuse to watch live action. Even though I've heard that people like it and it's good, I just, and it isn't any type of elitist thing on my part. It's simply just, I like the anime so much that I just don't want to 
get angry. So <laughs> I get to watch the live action. <laughs> See, but the beauty of not having the background is that sometimes you can just dive into it. That's yeah, why I did true. the fucking Death Note thing. I was like, I've Ooh. never watched Death Note. And I watched the Death Note thing and I'm like, Willem Dafoe, what are you oh, doing? Oh, that was horrible. I don't Willem Dafoe was the best part. But that's he what was perfect was for that. He was perfect for that role, though. Like, I, I don't, I couldn't I see anyone else doing that. Yeah, I think the CGI it was, I think was, was so like, bad, though. He looked like Gumby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, quite frank, but this is the thing, right? It's one of those things where there's sometimes you can see in something like an asset-wise and be fine. Like, I'm sure for someone who has no background, it's like for me, I'm like, oh, cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I know it wasn't great, but like I enjoyed it or I enjoyed it for what it was. I say that. And then if you would have been like, all right, well, if somebody said I enjoyed the Dragon Ball Z live action movie or Dragon Ball live action movie, I'd want to fight them. Like, <laughs> on site so Look, i get it i can't it. stand dragon ball z in its entirety and even you say this I every time live and it breaks my heart i know <laughs> and i thought the movie was atrocious so that's saying something if even i'm saying that the movie was i'm sorry I maybe you're just built different that's all i am thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's pretty much it for me uh all been watching uh so anybody else feel oh, free to take Mar- it away from me oh mark We've been talking too much, Omar. You need some time. I want to highlight with hey, I you have a question. saying some crazy stuff. Oh, sorry. Oh, boy. Okay, no, okay. I have something. It's actually in reference to Omar. So I know, can you tell us a little bit about, you say you're like crazy busy. You really don't have time for things, which is completely understandable. So what are things you like to do in your, this is the Omar interview now. Um, oh, God. <laughs> what is it that, what, what are some things that you do like to do or in your free time when you do have it? Like, what are some of your interests? Oh, boy. I remember when I had time for interests. <laughs> I don't know. I actually I have had time to like watch and play some things lately. Oh, nice! Like. Uh, which, I'd, which I'd be happy to get into if you'd let me. No, Sorry. go go I right just, ahead. I like ad libbing. My bad. Uh, yeah. Before I get into the other thing, I would like to plug today, but Uh-oh. um, yeah, I uh recently. It didn't binge. It w- took a while, but I watched through all of Attack on Titan up to the moment. Nice. So that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I mean, I was like really intrigued when you and Marty did that. Uh, oh, like that one off yeah. uh, weep shit show episode? Yeah. <laughs> I see. I was like, <laughs> that, that was the name of was, the show. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was weep shit. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I was so proud of that intro I made. <laughs> Yo, we oh, I'm so bad that we haven't done more with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I made this intro for their segment, this anime intro, just using like free visual novel assets that I found online. <laughs> I was so happy with it. But yeah, I watched Attack on Titan and I thought it was fantastic. Well, I thought it, it had highs and lows, I thought, and I thought that like it went a bit... It, like dove too crazily into lore and like magic-y bullshit before it kind of redeemed itself at the mm-hmm. end in my opinion but yeah really excited to see uh the uh final final part of the final, final season final, yeah, final <laughs> yeah, yeah. part of port part seven yeah. of the now final this, they don't want season. it to end yeah. yet like they're, they're yeah. getting antsy that they won't have any <laughs> anything to do after it's finished i guess but that, that yeah. show needs to end. Like, it's time. It really does. Uh, this may be controversial. I do watch uh, dubbed, not subbed. So I think the, Attack on Titan's Let's dub, I think, is fine, right? I don't think I, mean, I think it's great. Yeah, I don't think there's been any yeah. real issue with that. Some people are just dumb, <laughs> honestly, when they... 
I mean, I mean the, the part that sucks is now I need to wait probably like another three months after the final part comes out to actually to enjoy watch it. it dubbed. But yeah, to watch Dog, it dubbed. That's fine. That's me with My Hero Academia. I'm like, I'm not watching this shit until <laughs> I get the English thing. And people give me shit for it too. The only thing I'll, I'll give a, a fight against dub one is when I watch Squid Games. I'm like, I this is bad. This is fucking No, okay. Bad. So, the so dub this is bad a, a Squid Game? The dub was so bad in yeah, my Yeah, it's opinion. pretty bad. Oh, wow. I watched it in I, Korean. I yeah. would refuse to watch anything filmed live action dubbed. But I don't know. It's a weird distinction I have. Yeah. No, that's perfectly fair. That's well, the yeah, same it's, reason it's why easier it. to see that the mouth yeah. will match in, in that. Yeah. So I get it. If it if it's a cartoon, you know, if it's images, if it's two D images, like it could be whatever language, and it's mm-hmm. not really going to make a difference unless like the lip sync is super accurate. Then it's going to look off. Or if it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like I have weird rules in my head for this kind of stuff if it's like culturally relevant that's fair. like if it's a, an anime that takes place in japan i might be and it's like about japanese culture or something i might be more inclined to watch it subbed yeah, overdubbed yeah but otherwise i'm like you know freaking attack on titan is in a fantasy world so yeah. it could be whatever language true yeah yeah which actually makes sense honestly going based off what your logic is um, how, you know, everyone's just, it's diverse, the races of, you know, Mikasa was the only Japanese person left and, yeah. you know, all these other things. Like, so your logic actually makes perfect sense, especially for Attack on Titan, so. Yeah, I think, I like to think my logic is sound. So, <laughs> sometimes the dubs add, like, a little extra to it as well, because, like, when you're listening yeah. to something in another language, like, there's nuance that you probably can't pick up as well because it's not going to be portrayed yeah. in just the flat translation uh like haiku which is my <laughs> my one of my favorite animes of all time honestly about the the boys uh high school volleyball team and oh yeah i ended up having to watch it in both uh dub and uh sub because i started with one and then watched it over with my fiance later so like the dub was available then and like i realized that it's it's actually better for me watching it dub because like the some of the jokes that they say are like like they use like sort of like common american language to kind of portray some mm-hmm. of like uh the nuance between the characters and like jokes and stuff and like it just it made them have more personality than it did when they were just speaking in japanese so like um i'll probably still watch them in the sub but um i'll i'll give it a dub watch because the dub is really really good in that show yeah i get that Looks like we lost uh, Will's camera. Oh no! Did we lose Will? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll be back. Okay. Uh, but uh, where were we? Uh, Omar, uh, yeah, you're talking about yeah, things that I was watching. Yes. Uh, aside from that, I watched Ahsoka. I don't know if any of you guys watched Ahsoka. It, it's done now, right? Like it. Yeah, it's done. All right, I will start yeah. it as soon as I can because I, man, I love Ahsoka. Did you? <laughs> did you? Did you watch Rebels? I did watch Rebels. Yes. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, I wouldn't recommend the show to anybody who hasn't watched Rebels. <laughs> Yeah I've, yeah, I've heard. It's like, just nobody. This, you, this was my biggest gripe about that show that they called yeah. it Ahsoka Tano, and then the first trailer was just telling you, "Hey, this is a continuation of Star Wars Rebels," yeah. as opposed to this is about Ahsoka Tano. So, yeah. like, what, like Ahsoka, been, Ahsoka like, wasn't even in Rebels for the most part. So, yeah. like, why are they tying these two franchises together like this? I don't know. I feel like they should have just called this Rebels season four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah make it a clearer distinction that this is a continuation of that show because this is just a continuation of that show same characters same plot lines and yeah 
it's not it's if you're interested in just like the Mandalorian verse whatever <laughs> watching all the felony BS that he's been putting out this is not going to be you're not going to really get anything out of this I mm. don't think but yeah that's kind of really upsetting because yeah. like Ahsoka is in my opinion one of the <clears throat> best characters that has that Star yeah. Wars has ever produced yeah. and like she she kind of exists solely in the animation world until this series. Like this series should have been her introduction to like, you know, live action mainstream star Wars canon. But like, they, I mean, w- without I mean, spoiling too much, it's mm-hmm. really like Ahsoka is kind of a, I guess the focal point for the show, mm-hmm. but really the driving force is Sabine's story. Sabine Wren from rebels. Right. Yeah. So another so, Mandalorian. Yeah, another Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just can't get enough of his action figures. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Honestly, not really too much to talk about with Ahsoka. The thing I it's it's fine. It's serviceable Star Wars for the most part. There's some parts I really like. There's some parts I really don't like. But yeah, without getting too into it, it's fine. I will say I it has that. Joss Whedon 2012 thing that I really hate where every character is just smug and smirking the entire time. <laughs> They're just like, mm, you that's, know. But that is Rebels, though. Like, to <laughs> Yeah, be I know. It's, yeah, like, I that's how those Rebels. characters were. It doesn't work in live action. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars is too much of a stick in the mud. Stick in the mud in live action to have everybody be like, mm, mm, you know, right. it's been a long time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I will yeah. get to that as soon as I can. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's just disappointing because Ahsoka deserves so much more. Yeah, I'm not really sold on Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Oh, really? I feel like, yeah, I feel like she's too stoic, in a sense. You know, like like Rosario Dawson herself, or the way she plays Ahsoka. Her performance as Ahsoka. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I think she's too much of just like, yeah, she's stoic. She's just there to be. I'm the Jedi, and I have wisdom, and I have trauma. <laughs> I mean, which but, I guess is fair for the character. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like Ahsoka at that age, like, would do you feel like she would not be like that? Or I mean, that's yeah, she probably would be like that, but I don't think it's very compelling. Like, I was okay. a big fan of. The Last Jedi, and I thought that like Mark Hamill did a much better job of that kind of traumatized Jedi than Rosario Dawson does as Ahsoka. Sure. Ahsoka. sure. Yeah. Okay. Where you can actually kind of sense what they're going through as a character, whereas Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka is kind of just like, I don't know, I was this cartoon and I went through some shit, but I can't really get into all that shit in the live action thing because so many people were just watching for Baby Yoda, so I'm just going to like stand here with my lightsabers. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 this is exactly why she needed just to be the fo- like you're saying she's the focal point, but it's still, yeah, it's still a a bunch of other characters' story. Like, yeah, yeah, this should have been really, Ahsoka's story. Yeah. It really isn't her, her story. On. Yeah, this is what I would say. There's literally an episode. <laughs> I guess mild spoilers, but you know how like there were the star whales in Rebels. Yes, right. So Star Whales are back. There's literally an episode where Ahsoka spends the entire time inside a Star Whale <laughs> and just like traveling through space. And it's other people's stories. We don't care about what Ahsoka's doing. 
wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just put her in a in a waiting room and then. Yeah, that yeah. man. That's that's upsetting. But I, I'll still watch yeah. it. I guess. Yeah. It's fine. But um, any anything else? Uh, yeah. Well, gaming wise, I've been sitting on my my single player game of Baldur's Gate three for like weeks now, where I've, I'm so in the tutorial and I just don't have time to play. <laughs> <laughs> Because this game is massive, and I really want to play it. I was a huge fan of Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, who has time for things, especially big RPGs. So yeah, really what I've been daunting. playing, yeah, so really what I've been playing is Vampire Survivors on the toilet on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so when, That's when, the best time. That's the best time to play. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's a great game, and it's a great take-it-a-shit game, so... Yeah. So when Will was like, oh, you know, man. what are you playing, Minesweeper? You're really not far off, dude. I've been playing Vampire Survivor for a hot minute now. It's bad. It's, I don't understand why I'm yeah, so don't, addicted to it. I don't. I just get Vampire. Survivor. Neither did I. But I tell dude, you, it's like it's flashing lights. It's flashing lights and numbers. It's all you need, <laughs> dude. Is it, there's a me with the steam deck and they have that and also a better version of vampire survivors called like hollow cure i've been saying or hollow q or something like that i've been saying it for a while there's like now. a there's a bajillion clones of that right, right. now. Oh, yeah, but this yeah. one's a free to play like little anime-esque like all female oriented things all these enemies are great and it's a gotcha system that doesn't really cost money it's just like you gotta see if you can unlock characters and instead mm-hmm. of just going like left or right it goes in what nine different directions it's Awesome. Oh my god. But but the thing with those games is like don't they primarily like play themselves? <laughs> like I mean, you get to, at a, you get to a point, point where you like yeah, like at a certain point you just yeah. take your hands off the controller and like you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I, but then like I said, it's the flashing lights and the numbers, man. <laughs> then you're just like in it. You're like my build is I am going to kill gods with this build. Yes. This yeah. bar it just sucks you in, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. And it's free on the iPhone, so yeah. Oh, it's free on iPhone. Did it, yeah, it just recently came to mobile, right? Yeah, it just recently came to mobile. And I happily paid for the DLC. Great. Like, there's not a lot of mobile games that What's in aren't the DLC? A, a predatory mobile or predatory business model. The DLC is just like uh, new maps, new characters, new weapons. Do do the yeah. maps factor into the gameplay at all? Like, is there is, do you have to like navigate uh, around stuff or is it just a background? The DLC maps actually, yeah, because... In the base game, it's kind of just like a linear scrolling stage or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing really interesting. Just a backdrop for you to, you know, mindlessly kill hordes of enemies. And the DLC maps, it's almost like, for both of them, it's almost like an RPG overworld, like a Zelda overworld, okay. where you don't have missions or anything. You're still, it's the same gameplay. You're going around collecting like the items that are there on the map and just facing off against hordes of enemies. But it'll be like one of them is a snowy mountaintop where you have like a village you can go to and you there's like a castle on a hill and there's like a secret lake. And if you go there, there's a certain type of enemy that you fight. Yeah. And it's they're much bigger than the base games maps. And it's really interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I mean, I mean, I say really reason. Yeah, I say really interesting. It literally is the same gameplay loop as all the other shit. It's just like, this one's new and fancy and pretends like it's an RPG, but it's not an RPG. It's the same game. But like I said, when you're, you know, taking an uncomfortable dump 
and you need something to play for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a great game. Vampire Survivors will hold your hand through your uncomfortable. Yeah, this is my review. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Straight into the point. Yeah. Um, all right. Does that uh, wrap stuff up for you? Or you have other games? Oh, no. The out? last thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the last game I've been playing, really. But the last thing I want to talk about is that a few weeks ago, I made a short film that I'd like to uh, promote here. Yes. <laughs> Me- <laughs> Tell us about this yeah. short film, please. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> blindsided Casey with this like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, myself, uh, Jesse Schwab, who's the editor of The Stuff of Legends at The Escapist, and Jesse Galena, who, you know, does a million things with Casey. Yeah, friend of the podcast. Yeah. He's been on the yeah. show several times. Yeah, uh, we we all live locally in Maryland, and so uh, we work together on this at this film festival where you have seventy two hours to make a movie from start to finish. And yeah, we did this a few weeks ago. Just had the screening last night, and uh, it was a ton of fun. We made a fun movie, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we got some nominations and award or a award, which was really cool. Like yeah, that is that is very impressive. Uh, one yeah. the the movie that you guys put together super impressive but two that you guys won stuff for it like that that blows my mind uh i'm gonna throw the link that uh <laughs> that omar yeah. sent in the it's chat. called yeah it's called mark and mandy and it's a uh it is a beautiful love story about two people who find each other and go through hard times sorry you guys might have heard some some bond-esque music that was from omar's video <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's only like five five to six minutes or so. Yeah. Um, so feel free to check it out. Put it up in a browser uh, next to you. You don't have to do it right this second because I know you're <laughs> watching this show, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please watch but this just, and yeah, then watch that. Lo- load it up on the side and check it out afterwards. Uh, it, it's a great watch. <laughs> it's a great watch. Uh, I really yeah. liked it. It's just a love story. What can I say? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but nice. Um but yeah, but yeah, Jesse was so much fun to hang out with and film that with. He was great. I guess both Jessies, really, both Jessies who work for the Escapists out of like the seventeen Jessies. Who yeah, we have for a lot Escapist. more Jessies, guys. That's we just hired a new Jessies. We have literally just hired a new Jesse, and I'm just like tearing my hair out because they're all the same. It's not even like some are I E, some are E, some are whatever. They're all S E. Yeah, they're all S S E. And it's oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. Enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah. with that, we have Will and Kat. Either of you feel like sharing what you've been playing, watching, doing in general? Will can go for it. Will can go. I'm buying stuff on Walmart right now. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I guess you I'll buying. go. <laughs> I'm sorry. What a good sale. Got a good sale. Sorry. Um, I am kind of in the same um, category or the same, I guess, position as... Um, Omar, as far as being busy, I was just promoted at work. Hey. So thank you. I am now a paralegal. Um, yes. Hell yeah. Making that Megan Markle money. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, it, it's really interesting. My new position, I am now um, an e litigation paralegal. And essentially, what that is, is I'm kind of diving more so now into the IT digital side of litigation. So um, I guess an example would be like um, evidence and discovery is really, you know, we have cell phones and downloads. And so evidence isn't just a a bunch of pictures that someone took. Like it's 
they went to the crime scene and now there's 10,000 photos from the crime scene. That's digital, that's digital discovery. Or, you know, if it's a civil case, there's thousands upon thousands of photos and documents. So what I'm essentially doing now is I am like a steward of all things digital. There's several different applications um, that I'll have to use to process like evidence and discovery. So I'm kind of like on the IT side of things now, which is really interesting. I never thought I'd ever be doing that because I've actually had to take some, um, I'm getting into like coding and stuff. So, um, yeah, I never thought that I'd ever do that. Um, but I'm excited. So that's really been what's been on my plate lately is just really trying to transition from, you know, one job to the next. So that's kind of what's been on my plate as far as I haven't really had much time to do much, but I do have some, I do have more free time than, than Omar. That's for sure. Cause I've been able to, <laughs> I've been able to play some games. Um, and not just I've, on the toilet. Not just on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though I do play um, one game on my phone, it's called project makeover, but it's like, Candy Crush, but fashion. Don't judge me. That's That's my toilet game. Sorry if that's TMI, but that's my toilet game. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) At Um, at this point, nothing is TMI. (laughs) uh, I've obviously been playing. Everyone needs one. (laughs) I've usually, and this is how I know it's changed, because I used to be able to get through Battle Pass on Apex like it was nobody's business. Do all my dailies, XYZ, good to go. I'm not even getting past, it's like 100 steps or 100 um tiers mm-hmm. i'm not i'm barely past like 57 right now i'm barely i just i just play i don't even worry about my battle passes anymore i just play um but i actually have not played tekken consistently in a couple weeks um i just when i play tekken i grind like in ranked and i just haven't had the energy to do it lately mm. um and also people really aren't it's really hard to play ranked on Tekken for PS4 because people really, I know I'm, I'm in the dark ages y'all. Um, it's really hard. So people just aren't playing it online anymore. They're usually on PS5 or they're on PC so there's and it's no not a cro- crossover. There's no cross Wait, platform. Is, yeah. You're, you're, on, you're playing Tekken seven, seven. Yeah. Tekken seven is Tekken, also on PS5, right? It's on five, five and four. Yes. Yes, but there's no crossover between the there's no the cross line. No, there there is there oh, is there is. Okay. But but people just aren't playing it. I'm supposing. And I know there was like when te- when the release the footage for Tekken Eight came out, there was like this influx of you could tell people were online again playing uh, Tekken Seven. Okay. But I think people are just waiting for Tekken Eight to come out, and it's only on PS Five, the new Xbox, and PC. So I'm gonna have uh, to I'm gonna have to get with the program. So um, yeah, someone, someone, someone else. Now. Someone else in our uh, fighting game Discord was like, oh, Mortal Kombat 1 is only on the current gen, and they'd been playing like consistently on last gen. So it's like, oh, this is going to force them to upgrade. So you're, it's funny that you're yes. saying the same thing, a different fighting game, which is now, like, that seems to be the last straw, the last bastion of, like, that final console generation was the fighting game community, because, like, they will and stick with their game. So now that the yeah, next so one is, yeah. Just, it's forcing us to essentially... B- upgrade our consoles yeah however i was able to play through mortal kombat one um i played that with my boyfriend and he actually bought it for me because he doesn't really play fighting games like that so Mm -hmm. he bought it on his ps5 for me to play and i am not a fan of it um 
I played play, the entire. You played it on the PS5, not the Switch. That's interesting. Okay, <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact. Oh that my you god, made the, you made the right I don't choice. know what I don't know what Nintendo was thinking, but <laughs> they. Oh man, that is atrocious. Omar, I don't know if you've seen the screenshots from Mortal oh, Kombat One on the Switch. It is, it's wow. Perfect. I like I. Hilarious. And you know what's crazy? To They're be, still gonna charge us sixty bucks for it, if not more, they, which they is will. insane. To, which is insane. To be fair, uh, that that's not on Nintendo. That's on NetherRealm because they they wanted to put it on Nintendo's console. Like I'm sure yeah, Nintendo absolutely. doesn't care one way or the other. Like they'll take it, sure. But that was NetherRealm's doing to be like, oh, we'll we'll make this for the Switch and then next gen only, as if that made any sort of right. sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those I screenshots, mean, I was like. When not on some Dreamcast stuff. If you're playing it handheld at the end of the day on like a five inch screen or whatever it is, is it really gonna be that big of a deal? Yes. Have you seen or it? If- <laughs> Have you seen it? Have you played it? Do you wanna play it? It looks it looks really funny. Like it's funny how yeah. that looks. It looks like someone was trolling as a developer and did their best given the hardware that they had. Well like given early- given the fact that I'm sorry, well I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, I mean, er, I was gonna say early on, it also ran poorly too. So like, oh, for, for yeah. a fighting game, like that's just unacceptable. I think they've that's thrown fair. out some patches since to help with the performance, but it's still not gonna look anywhere near as good as the other ones. And no, it's yeah. you're talking about given the engine that it probably runs on. I mean, you're talking about a Nintendo Switch. Like that's not that game wasn't built. I from my obviously from the screenshot, like kind of like what Casey said. Another realm decided to put it on the Switch. Like, did anyone say, you know what? This doesn't look too. But obviously, they're going to grab their money where they can grab it. Yeah, at. They, they would do like, um, sell copies because the Switch is super popular. I was not a <gasps> fan of. I really think Mortal Kombat fighting games usually have this this track record of having horrible plot and storylines. It's not because obviously you're more focused on the versus the the V the versus mode, right? Mm-hmm. Online versus people really aren't invested in the storyline of fighting games. But I really think probably around, I think Mortal Kombat and Tekken are probably the two that have been consistent in their storytelling, but more so Mortal Kombat has, I think they have the best storyline. Really? You you couldn't pay me to understand that story. I'm still confused. And if you you don't really play it, then you really have to go back a couple of fighting games to understand the storyline. But probably, I would start probably at Mortal Kombat 9 is probably if you want to understand everything up until this point. Part point Mortal Kombat Nine is probably a really good place to start. Um, right. So is there really more to the story than just hey we're having a fighting yes. tournament on an yeah. island yeah. or whatever. Yes, there actually <laughs> yeah actually is. Isn't, Mortal Kombat okay. Eleven I think is top tier when it comes to the storytelling, and then Mortal Kombat Eleven Aftermath, which is like a the DLC yeah the DLC, DLC yeah oh, okay. it's really really good. Um, I wasn't a fan of Mortal Kombat One. The grab the 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 uh, art style the story not a fan. Nope. The art style so, even what what about the art style? Uh, it's just I I don't understand why I understand like basically Mortal Kombat one is because they're starting a new timeline that's mm-hmm. Fire Lord I'm not trying to spoilers or anything but Fire Lord Liu King or whatever basically starts it starts at the it starts a new storyline at the end of Mortal Kombat 11. That's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand why they had to change the way the characters look completely different than they do in Mortal Kombat 11. Given maybe it's because it's a different timeline. I get that. But I just don't like how they, they changed a lot. Yeah. Are you talking like the design of characters? Yes. Like literally the, the style of like the graphics? The style of the graphics, the characters, and even their, their fighting style is different than Mortal oh, Kombat okay. 11. So, um, 
Yeah, they, they yeah they definitely changed uh, a lot. I don't know because you you bring up Mortal Kombat Nine. That was where this this path started for NetherRealm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat has been a series that has completely overhauled like its identity several times since since its inception. And Mortal Kombat 9 is where they kind of solidified what Mortal Kombat was in the modern era, and they haven't let that go. And honestly, it still works to a, a great extent, but they keep retelling the same story because that's what Mortal Kombat 9 was. Mortal Kombat 9 was a reboot that took into account everything that came before. Mm-hmm. They used time travel to essentially say, this is the way the story is today and make it make sense in conjunction with everything that you already knew. And then as soon as they got to the end of that road with uh, 11 and Aftermath, they did it again. <laughs> like Mortal Kombat 1 was like, due to in-game circumstances, we're going to reboot the world and start over f- from the beginning again. So like it's it's a reboot, but also it's not a reboot. So the story stays just as confusing as it always has been, despite being something like I really like. Like I like all the lore and stuff in Mortal Kombat. But, like, it's not for a newcomer. They called it Mortal Kombat 1. Like, you're not going to understand shit in that story if you have not mm-hmm. been following it, for, like, for years and years prior. So, like, that, mm. that, that I think, was also a little wonky. But I just, I just think they've been doing the same thing for too long. Because if you count Injustice, which also has a really good story mode. Don't put Injustice um, in the same thing. I know they're the same dev, but don't do it. But, there's, but what I'm saying is, like, this is the, if I'm not mistaken, the sixth game that they've made that is exactly this fighting style right within you know since nine came out in 2016 i forget sure but like it's it's a relatively short period of time for a fighting game for for any company to release that many games that are kind of dull doing the same thing right Right. like at some point you need something to really shake up what you're offering folks and the best they could come up with was their that cameo system which is just tagging folks in which is an assist feature super long in the tooth and crash yeah like it's a thing that fighting games have had as an option forever and mortal kombat's version doesn't feel at all balanced like they (laughs) like people are sending videos out of like uh like infinite combos that will leave your opponent just stuck because until you decide to stop doing the combo, like they just can't do anything. Like they won't die oh either God, because of damage scaling. And like it's just, it's it's unfortunate. Like I feel like they're kind of in a rut. And like even though I enjoyed the story, um, it doesn't move anything forward exactly. in a real way in the Mortal Kombat universe. Like it, it feels very stagnant. Honestly, I kind of feel kind of like when you were going back to what y'all were saying oh, damn, about 2011. I'm sorry. Uh, Rachel in the chat says MK9 came out in 2011. That's way further back than I thought. Dang. <laughs> but I'm just I think, doing the same thing. I think um, kind of what you and Omar were talking about when it comes to Rebels and Ahsoka, like how that should have just been season four. I kind of felt like they could have just did more DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. I don't really feel like if yeah. I'm making any if I'm making any sense at all. Like I kind of just the the fact that they made us pay 60 bucks well i didn't pay for it but the fact that people had to pay 60 bucks for that like i just felt like that wasn't really necessary they could have just continued done the same concept like what you're talking about continue restart this timeline or whatever but just continue more combat 11 um mm. but i mean it was fun like we i i think i beat it in like two days i like split up my days of like playing through story mode um and it was fun like i enjoyed it but it definitely wasn't 
Um, it's definitely, this one is definitely one that's for like online play specifically. Like I probably, if I were to buy it, I probably wouldn't download any other storyline DLC if it were up to me. So yeah, um, that's me. Yeah. Like you, you, you need to have already been a Mortal Kombat and that's probably the main reason why there's not going to be a big drastic change uh, mm-hmm. to the fighting style or the system or whatever. Like to me, like the change between Street Fighter V, which was kind of disappointing and Street Fighter VI is night and day. Like they added stuff that really opened up and ex- expanded on how that game feels to play. And like it's a much better feeling fighting game because of it. Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. 1 is the same thing. The stuff they added is just more of the same. And so like yeah, like why not just have throw cameo characters in there as an option as DLC? The like, more I hear this, the mm-hmm. more it sounds like Mortal Kombat. I know it's not going to align. I'm going to sound like I'm fucking shooting a shot in the dark. To me, aligns very close to kind of how the franchise of Call of Duty has been for years now. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's kind of wonky. Like, someone People brought it to paying. my attention, and they were like, did you know 3 is essentially just a rebrand of everything that they did years ago? In fact, they promised it with the previous game, but it didn't happen. I'm like, why are y'all still playing this shit? <laughs> is this still worth that much money to you guys? They're is invested. This- well, that's how I feel with Mortal Kombat. I feel like if you're one of those people, the old heads, I say it like that with respect, but like the ones who just grew up watching either the movies or playing the original games when they had it on cabinet, NES, whatever that they were playing it. It's just one of those things like if you just kind of casually rock with it, you get it. Like for me, Mortal Kombat for the, in the long term, regardless of what comes up, like if it hits a $20 bargain price, I might cop. That's all. Or mm-hmm. I'll wait till it comes with the DLC and then it hits the $20 mark. Not on Nintendo, though. Not on Nintendo, but then again, I've, I have a very rocky relationship with Nintendo. And fifty nine ninety nine forever. That's their motto. Hey, keep in mind, if you did next gen, it's sixty nine ninety nine. It's not exactly beneficial. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that's also why I'm happy we have the Escapist account because I'm like I can play Mortal Kombat without going too crazy because <laughs> that's probably what I need to do. But yeah, no, it's, can, it's weird you to can hear just how they watch do it. the movie on YouTube because they'll put all no. The I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's what I did for the. I, I played Mortal Kombat nine. But for 10, I watched the story, and then for 11, I watched the story, but then I bought the Aftermath DLC and played through that. I, I literally made the mistake. I bought 9 on launch. All this shit came out. I was like, fuck, this is stupid. A year later, all the DLC comes out, part of a bargain bin, and then like a couple months after that, three to six months, it's like, oh shit, this is like 30 bucks for everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I could have just waited. Like it's yeah, not worth sometimes it. Sometimes just wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's what I did with um what you call it, with eleven. And now when they were talking about one, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna just, I've learned my mistakes, dude. I'm just gonna yeah. grab it when it's super duper accessible for me because I'm not that hardcore. Street Fighter is the one exception to the rule. I said, you know what, MSRP. I don't have any regret with it though. I put like twenty hours into it. Yeah, but Street, uh, Street Fighter impressed the shit out of me. Like right. I was like I'm buying this and I'm trying. I'm but, getting into it. That but that makes sense for when I look, when I hear you or your talk about like fighting games in general that clicks like that makes sense for me. If if Omar said I'm buying Mortal Kombat tomorrow, I'd be like Omar, do you even fuck with all Mortal Kombat like that? Like, is this make sense? He doesn't for have time. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> he, ain't if he, did. That, he ain't got time for that mess. He, I'm gonna make time did. for that switch port. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go. Is GameFly still a thing? Go rent a GameFly copy and give it back. I think they just died. Honestly, like I think they just Wait, went really? out of business. Yeah. No. Oh, I got to double check, God. but I feel like I heard very recently that they were like, hey, we were wrapping I, it up. I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised because I just saw, uh, obviously, I don't know if you guys know but about Best Buy cutting out digital. I mean, yeah, that was, that was almost a topic yeah. uh, for this yeah. week. Uh, Walmart just announced that they're doing it as well, like for everything. 
So I think yeah. gaming might be affected about it as well. Yeesh, okay. Which, to be fair, like if you can see the metrics, we can see like it's a dying market. So it makes sense for those who like steel books and those who are hardcore collectors. Um, obviously not ideal, mm-hmm. but you know, digital happens to be the future for a lot of things. End but, of an era. Yeah. Wait, what? I should have looked here. No, Omar said end of an era. I should oh, yeah. have looked here. Um, so that's for that's kind of what I've been playing. I'm actually what I have been trying to do, and I don't think I'm ever. I refuse to use a guide. I I just don't want to use a guide. Mm-hmm. But I've been replaying through Detroit Become Human. I'm trying to complete all of the um, flow charts, and it's you, like you've the, the little, you have to times already, right? If you just look it up on your free time, look up Detroit Become Human flowcharts and you'll see why it's taking me so long. There's about 90, from my understanding, there's 85 to 90 different outcomes for the game. Huh. And Oh, this um, is a flowchart of like the choices that you make throughout the game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's a completion percentage at the upper right, left-hand corner. So you have to complete everything within that part of the story to have 100% completion in your flowchart. And it could be something as simple as picking up a knife or looking at a magazine or something very, very minute and small to complete your full flowchart. But I don't know what I, I do. I refuse to use a guide because I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm just, it's, it's this is, yeah. This is going back to like what you talked about. Yeah, these this Souls is your Sekiro. Yeah. Me, this, this, this is my Sekiro, yes. And I refuse to use a guide. Um, so I've kind of been poking like at that since I've beaten the game like eight times with different outcomes. God damn. I can skip through <laughs> and I'm just trying to complete it. So I don't have to play through like the first part of the story. And there's five different main characters. So there's different outcomes for each character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So um, that's what I've kind of been doing in my spare time. And then also, um, I finally was able to open all my Lord of the Rings magic cards. Um, oh, yeah. I remember you showed us that box. Yes. Yeah, so I went through them and I sleeved all of them because it was like one of the collector's edition boxes. And I actually got a rare card, which I'm really excited about. Nice. Um, this one is like, I don't know if you can see it, but it's actually oh. an Elvish. It's Elvish. It's in like the Elvish language. Yeah. Um. And well, she said this, Elvis was in the game. I was like, oh, I thought he died. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> this one is, I'm not sure what type of card. I, I had to look it up again, but there's only so many printed. You know, like the one that sold for like $2.3 million or something right. like that? Yeah, Stick Shift yeah. and Chad's already asking, did yeah. you get the one ring? <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't, unfortunately. But I did get one of the rare Elvish cards. And this one is mm-hmm. going for, I think, about $300 wow. online. Ooh. So it's Wasn't basically, yeah. Malone who bought that card? Yeah, he bought yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, like, okay. <laughs> when you got wipe your ass money, you don't think about it. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to get into playing. I'm really, okay, I'm going to just be honest with you, gentlemen. I'm really afraid to go to a tabletop gaming, like, store because those people are super crazy intense. Mm-hmm. And I am new to, I am new to magic. So I play, like, on the app to get used to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm like deathly afraid of going into a tabletop game to play because those know, people have been playing for years. I know and... our Discord has a couple of like Magic players. Really? Yeah, yeah. I like, didn't. I, I, matter of fact, I want to say Blue plays Magic. Uh, I know he plays D and D. Like yeah, he he, he runs D and D campaign, but I think he mm-hmm. also Dude. plays Magic. I, I'm pretty. I know for a fact Jeff plays Magic. Uh, and I think there's a couple other people uh, who have played with both of them in the Discord. So like, you might just want to throw that out. 
and see. Uh, yeah, I will. Response. I will for sure because I I really like the actual cards. Like I have tons of like deck boxes and stuff, <laughs> nice. and I want to play. I played more so Commander. That's like how I very le- first learned how to play Magic. So, um. It's something that I really want to get into, but I'm just definitely afraid of. Oh, I'm definitely afraid of going into a tabletop game store and asking them to. Play. <laughs> she sucks. Like that's. Yeah, like, just, I feel that. I can, that makes social, <laughs> I can only imagine. No, like, please, I'm just trying to learn. Please. I can only um, imagine being a woman of color on top of that. It doesn't quite help the thing because you already experience it with gaming nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. I fucking I feel like this when I whenever uh, my boss was talking about getting into Pokemon TGC and I'm like. Sure, but like, quite frankly, like I've been to one of those stores, and I'm just like, and I live in Oklahoma, so oh no, um, holy boy, um, yeah, okay. which is not a bad place. But when I the, there's one, t- there the people that I the people that own the shop are super nice when I go in there. Um, I almost bought some official Magic My Little Pony cards. It was three of them Ooh. for 180 bucks because there's only made like 100, I think, ever made. Jeez, I'm so glad I'm so glad I didn't buy them. But they're so nice when I go in there. But the patrons. I get it. The page, like, I'm just so just, I'm socially awkward anyway. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, sorry, I digress. So that's what I've kind of been doing is, is magic. And then as far as what I'm watching, I know, cause I know we're kind of pressed for time. I'm sorry. Um, Perfectly fine. for magic, for what I've been watching is I got through the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh huh. Um, and I really like it. Uh, the Fortnite Maki. skins. That's what I know them as. Boo. Ugh, yeah. I don't know anything Fortnite. else. To... <laughs> okay. Um, Keep going. <laughs> Jujutsu Kazan, I really like it. Um, Maki is probably my favorite character. The girl with the glasses. I, I really like her. And Panda. Um, right, I like right, how right. I like how Panda's always swinging that one girl and throwing her on the, on the, football, field, on the football field or the soccer field. Um, Go- Gojo is... He's just that guy. Like I, his, yeah. Like, I'm kind of, kid- uh, I'm, I'm kind of put off by that sort of. Like, yes, he, like he's a like, cool character, but he he has all of this fanfare around him, and he hasn't earned it yet for me. Exactly, and I think off the first season, I would say that Gojo acts the way he does because he knows he's the best sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Like no one can tell him anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you could say to him that he's going to, that's why he talks, so, excuse my language. That's why he talks so much shit to the elders of his school, because like, what are y'all going to do? Like I'm the best one you got. So, um, <laughs> I think I agree. I think that I don't think he's a good leader. Mm. That's my, I don't think he's a good teacher to, to um, I can't believe I forgot his that boy's name, the main the main character. Um, uh, you is it Yuji? Yuji, yeah. I don't think he's a good teacher. I think he, I think he means well, but I think he's because of how good he is or how like his caliber. I think he expects his students to be the same, and that's just not, I think, going to happen. In my opinion, anyways, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a good teacher. I like him as a character. I think he's funny. I think he's like, I think he's a fun, a, a funny character, and I like him. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. I don't think his fanfare is earned. Yeah, like, but maybe like, that's. It's like they're telling you, like, if, if if anyone has seen My Hero Academia, like they, like All Might is like a legend, and they kind of show you why he's a legend. Like you get to see and understand why people revere All Might the way they do from like his actions and from people's experiences of him and like blah, 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 blah. Gojo just shows up and like the world 
kind of tells you Gojo's a big deal and Gojo himself tells you he's a big deal, but you don't really see why or how he became a big deal in any real capacity. You just his, have his backstory. You just know that. Yeah. You just know that he is. And apparently that- uh, the second season goes into his backstory and folks are saying that like, oh, he's back then. He's also like the shit already so <laughs> so like from it's my still... understanding <laughs> no go ahead sorry. yeah I'm, I'm sorry um from my understanding the way that it was explained to me because i kind of thought the same thing is he was naturally just a good sorcerer at first mm-hmm. and then he just naturally had that ability and that kind of i guess that's their explanation of why he's like so good off rip um but i i like it i'm enjoying it um i need to i need to finish it so um i think i'll finally get a I binged watched all this when I was in California a few days ago or last week, a couple. Yeah, last week. So I actually have to get a Crunchyroll account. I got to stop being cheap. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Um, And I've been pretty much just you would think that I get enough of my job that I wouldn't be watching murder mysteries still. But uh, Amazon Prime has had an influx of like murder documentaries and stuff. So that's basically what I've just been watching. My friends like, don't you deal with that stuff at work? I was like, yeah, but it's a little different. So, yeah, when you, but yeah, when that's you, pretty. When you love your job, it's just what you do all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just what you do all the time. So, whether it's um, gaming yeah, that's or murder. Much... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I love to murder. I, oh, we no. deal with on the floor I work on. We deal with drugs and guns, but yeah, pretty much mm. it's the same. Oh, I'm sorry, the Bronx. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I, I. That's pretty much all I've been doing sorry i didn't mean to take so long oh no no you're fine uh we may not have time to go into our final topic but that was that was partially why (laughs) we were gonna spend so much time on what we're playing anyway because this is gonna be a long-running story the whole microsoft acquisition thing we don't actually have hard news as to what's coming next anyway uh but will what do you have to share with us I feel like it's always fun when it's me at the end because I could just kind of bullshit. Hey, I offered. Yeah. You were too busy buying stuff on Walmart.com. Yo, and listen, listen. So, uh, look, you made, me, you made me pick up my mic for this. Christmas no, I don't want to hear you complain anymore. I'll no. show you what I got after. And then you're it's, like, all right, cool. No, I'm no, no, I don't care. hasn't even come yet. What are you doing Christmas shopping? Dog, if you... I, I want to say this off stream so you can see it. So that way you don't be like, all right, like this <laughs> man spending up. money for the sake of spending money. Anyway. What's up? Um, shocker. The Ubisoft boy plays Ubisoft games. Mirage <laughs> has been a very heavy thing. I, I haven't had a chance to play, play uh, complete it when it's in release. I had to play it quite a bit before it went gold. It's very different when it goes gold. Um, I also found out that this is public knowledge, so I can say this previously. Um, in our, It's been in every Assassin's Creed build prior to it being dropped. Um, but when you hit the thumbsticks going in, Essentially, you can use it as a cheat, and you basically flap and fly like a bird. It's hilarious. What? It's been going on for forever, and I was like, no way. And the devs talked to me, and they're like, yeah. Like, no fucking way. That's amazing. What? Yeah. I can't show... I could probably show you at work. Can't show you now. I still have a build, and you click it, and it just flaps like a bird. Just flies. It's it's hilarious. There's an internal build. Is it internal build? Yes. Okay, all right. (laughs) When you do it in the game... When you do it in the game, it goes to photo mode. But yeah, I I, 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 I was very bit. confused. I thought you were saying that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That no. several of the retail releases Imagine. Assassin's Creed <laughs> just, just let you fly like, like a bird. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, wow, no, no. Okay, no. that makes so, more sense. I, I I also made a promise to 16 year old Will that when I'm able to get my name in an Assassin's Creed game, I was going to get the tattoo. So I ended up getting that recently. Hey, check that Kaelin. out. Hey, yep. that, that, well, I also space. need one. 
It also Where's doesn't that? help. Well, no, because my uh, fiance said it's just a. If you look at it, it's a stapler remover, and now I can't unsee it, and it drives me <laughs> full. So, and that's all me for life. So it's just whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of horseshit. Um, but here I am. I initially wanted to get the Mirage one, but let me see it again. Uh, it's peeling right now, little bits and pieces. So sorry, that looks a little. It's a, it's a stapler. You know, it's, it's, That's it's foul. just, no, I can, I can tell that it's from Assassin's Creed. I think it's just the angle, which you're showing us that looks, yeah, it looks like I a mean, little. It still looks yeah, like. It's, it's where I mean? the wrist blade would be. Like that's. Right. That's like, why I put it there. Somewhere in this vicinity is where I would have put my, I, I, for a long time, I intended to have like a full sleeve of just video game iconography. Uh, yeah. And like, I wanted the Assassin's Creed symbol just somewhere in this area. Uh, right. Similarly. I just, I don't know if I'll ever reach a full sleeve, but I still want that. Tattoos well, somewhere. Tattoos are fucking expensive. I forget that's that true. all the time. So true. I'm just like, <laughs> I have two video game tattoos. Oh, I have a Zelda one on my back. It's the Triforce, but it's like the watercolor mark. Oh, it has it has Navi flying around and in cursive that's it adorable. says, "Hey, listen." Oh, that's cool. um, oh my god, I love that. <laughs> and then I have a tattoo on my wrist. It's this looks like a doodle board, but um, <laughs> a doodle board. I love a doodle board. I have well, that's a little Sailor Moon chibi. I don't know how to. Oh, there okay. Yeah, love this right here. Moon? This is this is from a game called Jet Set Radio. Oh, we know about Jet Set. Yeah, yeah. The Love Shockers. It's one of the games. Right. Their okay. symbol is actually a broken heart, but it looks like it's the shape of a bunny. Mm. If you if that's you look it up, cute. yeah, yeah, that's very cute. Thank you. I love I cute, love yeah. obscure video game iconography. Like that's what I want all my like video game <laughs> shirts and clothes to look like. Like I don't want it to be right. like a logo of the title. I want it to be like. Oh, that company, like I have an Aperture Science shirt, which is just the Aperture company mm. symbol, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, a camera nerd. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I think nine times out of ten, like I've seen this too, because you be always in the e- internal emails, they're like, hey, you get 30% off of all our stuff in the store. And I'm like, cool. I, but I don't really wear gaming merchandise stuff, quite frankly, because I want it to be subtle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. And there's not a lot of options within that, at least from what I saw. Like, I saw a couple ones, but I'm also not spending, like, $100 or something wild for that. You know what I mean? Even with the discount, I'm like, mm. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, sorry, what? <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt judgment. <laughs> no, no, I was initially, <laughs> initially going to get the Mirage logo, but I, I spoke with the community developers, like, I'm kind of glad you didn't because the Mirage logo has Arabic written into the actual logo yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. That says oh. something about the hidden ones and stuff. And I'm like, the last thing I need is I go to New York and I come across a couple of my friends are like, what the fuck? Why do you have like uh, like half a chicken board for rice on your thing? Like, I didn't want anything <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to be insensitive as well. So shocker. Played Assassin's Creed. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you may not know this yet, but do we have the logo for the, the one that's set in Japan? For red? Oh, oh, I can't speak to that now. <laughs> Just because I'm, you know, NDA, so I can't say anything about that. But sure, okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. My bad. No, yeah, uh, I just wanted to know. Because that, because cause they, they, they tweak the logo for every game. Like, it, it, it looks a little yeah. different or it has, like, a symbol inside of it or something. So yeah. I've always wondered, like, should I just get, like, a plain-ass Assassin's Creed logo or should I pick one? Of the you could variants. probably pick one that that works with you. I just went with Ezio because that was my boy as a kid. So you know what I mean. Sure. Just rocking with mm-hmm. the Italian stallion. I don't know if that's his name, but it is now. Um, what else? I've been playing uh, 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 Forza. I mean, the Crew Motorfest. Which, if you can't afford Forza, or if you Crew don't have Forza an Xbox, Fest. it's it's a great game though. I'll, I it plays fucking well. It sounds like I'm kissing ass. I swear to God. No, I've been hearing that from a lot of people. Folks have been really liking. Uh, Did you get your code? I have. I have my code. I've not been able to boot it up. 
All right. So when you get a chance, it's a nice little thing. Put I on some Spotify in the background. It. It's really fucking fun. Um, and then it's just like ADHD brain, right? Like I have one that I'm playing now that I can't talk about for review, though I'm sure two people in here already know what it is. I don't, no, Omar, I don't know if you're in the review channel. Excuse so me. I mean, I'm in so, it. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's fine. Nine <laughs> times out of ten. It's like, I get it. Um, what you call? Um, like I've mentioned, I think I've tried to play a bit of Minecraft a lot. I don't know why. Here's yeah, the thing. Very much about. So like, like you said, Yukina, sometimes you get through the battle pass and sometimes it's a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. At least specifically in the game that you hate so much, Fortnite, I've already had my level 100. And there is a very much like once you get there, there's a grind to get to 200. I don't have the ambition to do so. And it also doesn't quite help that unfortunately and this isn't like a me patting my back or saying anything bad with my teammates they're not at the skill level i am and skill-based matchmaking gives them people who are quite frankly a little bit too much for their skill base and even there's times where i just land and i'm like oh i don't even have a gun and i'm halfway down so like it hasn't been exactly ideal for us so Mm. we've been trying to find uh, additional ways to play we tried overwatch which some people don't quite understand again very casual light gamers on this end um We've reverted to Minecraft because of the fact that we needed something to kind of vibe on. And I mean, I was playing it midway through the stream for a little bit, you know, had to update the realm and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's been like a nice little chill, relaxed thing. I'm getting more into like dad games, which is has like Dave the Diver on my uh-huh. mindset, like um, Power Wash Simulator. Hell, even the game I'm thinking about, like, wait, hold on. Did you say Power Wash Simulator? Yeah, it's a dad yeah, game. That's a, that's a yeah, I played that. Yeah, that folks that's a, love yeah. that game. You, there's a DLC where you can clean up SpongeBob as crib. It's, you, it's great. Do you think there's that's more Final like, a, like a, a ASMR type of game? Like it's like kind of like therapeutic. Y- yes, it's definitely kind of in that yeah. sort of part of. I, the brain. I can understand that. I can complete. Yeah, that sounds actually. Yeah, I can understand that because that's almost like soap ASMR. Like people that are crunching like the soap or scrubbing. right. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen stuff like that? Like I've it's seen like it on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like stuff like hmm, okay, I'll have to check that out. Well, for me, I think more so later, I just need something that's like a little bit more of a vibe that's don't have to worry about it and friends can enjoy. So like we can just have a rough day at work and then we're all just kind of logging in like, let's go power wash that sidewalk. Seriously, there's been times where we've done it and it's been extremely beneficial. I'm trying to stray away from like the uh, traditional games that I think I've been playing just because of the fact that I need to kind of clean my palate. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make room so that way when next Friday hits. I have I'm I'm gonna talk to my boss. I'm taking Friday off because I just want to play Spider Man and just be a little kid and not worry about anything. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm I'm trying to alleviate. Hell, this review I'm probably gonna like expedite and try to do that so that way I can just get to that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's just been a lot of things where I've been trying to get that's a little less stressful. And you know, I'm always up to where people are like either showing me their Steam wish list or just whatever. Because me, I play whatever I can and see what I can get from it because there's I think there's value in every game even the shittiest games might have something that's worthwhile whether it's a laugh or whether it's a I, reference like Wanted Dead don't even know what that is so oh wait wanted no you, you reviewed Wanted Dead yeah, didn't you I, Casey I reviewed Wanted yeah. Dead um, it, it's a, you said you hated it, it that you loved it it's a gem that's all <laughs> like it's a diamond in the rough that game <laughs> Jesus Christ Cat, you know Cat does not of- like it at all <laughs> Uh, you know what one of my like you said like those games that it's kind of just re- for relaxing like some games you do grind and you like the fact that you have it's like a, you're, sure, there's, you an, something a, working. there's there's an objective right Th- those mm-hmm. type of games i enjoy but the, sometimes you just want that game like for me it's animal crossing yeah sure. absolutely yeah, i have, I have a log yeah. 
I have logged 230 hours in Animal Crossing, and I've only had it since January. That Good is ridiculous. Um, and I'm in debt. How am I in debt in a video game? Please Yo, fuck Tom to Nook. Me. Let's not even talk about him. <laughs> that, that Tom, Tom the Crook Nook. That's what I call him. He is horrible. No, yeah. but there's a game that came out on the PS3, and it is still one of my favorite games of all time. It's such a beautiful game to look at, and it's it really doesn't require much, but I really like the game Journey. Yeah. Yeah. That is probably one of my favorite games of all time. It's just so aesthetic. It, the aesthetic, it's just so pleasing to look at. And then just like the little the little sounds, like the little dinging sounds and the, mm-hmm. you know, just how it looks. And it's just a beautiful game. So if anyone's looking for a simple game where you really don't require much journey, I think you can still play it on PS5 and PS4. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they ported it forward in some Aspect. Yeah, Journey. Look it up. It's beautiful. There is no dialogue whatsoever. It's a beautiful game. So I highly recommend it for a simple game. But anyways, I'm sorry. I'm no, done. You're good. You're good. I'm <laughs> trying to see if even Journey, I think if it's still on Steam too, if you want, it's like deadly cheap. So you can grab it, go grab it. Um, I, think, I think there's a distinction between something like Journey versus something like Power Wash Simulator. Oh, <laughs> Journey, Journey, I would feel like I'm missing out if I'm doing other things or like, you know, listening to a mm-hmm. podcast or whatever mm-hmm. most of my gaming these days lives in this you know i need to be able to multitask or find something where i can just vibe with friends sure I get yeah that. yeah that's that's kind of what we've been trying to do at least with my, uh like my core set of friends that we've been playing with mm-hmm. and you know we like i try to get them to go and transition into other things but quite frankly it's one of those things where it's either inaccessible because the platform that it's on or quite frankly i don't know I'm I'm not going to link it up. I'm not. It's very hard to transition someone to something like if I try to tell someone, hey, let's try to play Apex Legends, but they played Disney Dreamlight Valley. I don't expect that to be a fucking transition. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's finding that balance. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I I feel like I've been watching a lot of just bullshit in the meantime, like Love is Blind, which (laughs) (laughs) no shame. That's the show, like you were saying, where it was just like you, the missus was watching. I heard, I'm like, this is stupid. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck did she say? Oh, wait, nah, they're fighting. Now nah, you're sucked oh. in. Right, yeah. right. But it also doesn't help because then we just started going down the rabbit hole. Because then we were like, they have, oh, uh, God, the ultimatum where you basically are have to announce mm-hmm. if you're going to be or not at the end of the experiment while you trade partners. Weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Yeah, it, it, no, it's, listen. It's if weird. No, it's weird. If you're into poly, do what you do. I'm not mad. I'm That's not, not what that is, know. though. That's not. Poly. It isn't. That it is odd. It feels like entry level poly, if you ask me. Though it's like we're trying to see because sometimes they want to do it and sometimes they don't. Some people go on the show just so they can fuck somebody else and keep it pushing. It's very weird. I, I can't say I. I just like the drama that comes from it. But then we also yeah, that's watch the whole things. Reason it exists. Yeah, and but then we also watch things like Love on the Spectrum, which is within its name. It's people with somewhere on the spectrum and they're trying to find love in various different ages and different, various different stages. There's also another one. Is that a in, reality show or is it more like a documentary type thing? It, like, it's not like a competition. Oh, did we lose Will? One of those bad boys. It's pretty, oh, still, it's one of those beautiful me. islands I can't afford. So I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. Cause the, everything froze for a quick second. So, Oh no, I'm saying it's like uh <laughs> that sort of feel good doc vibe where right. you know they're getting it and they're trying to enhance they actually have people who quite frankly if they are struggling with either uh, communication or just understanding like the unwritten rule of kind of dating they walk them through them and give them through different sessions it's very feel good um See, that actually sounds interesting it's if you can watch it love on the spectrum makes me always feel like 
hopeful. You know what I mean? Regardless of where you are or regardless of your view on love and people and so on and so forth. But then they have this other show that's very much within the same producers called, and I'm sorry in advance, Down for Love. And it's the same concept, but they have Down syndrome or no. are a little bit on. It's a little fucked up the name, yeah, but it's the that same doesn't... sort of concept. <laughs> right, right. It's one of those things where I heard the name and I'm like, I feel bad. But then I realized it's just Love on a Spectrum with a really fucking bad name. Um but yeah, no, it's the exact same sort of thing, which is currently still being aired right now. It's one of those things where it's just like you need to, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's things where you don't really appreciate how quirky people can be or how different they can be. And especially like, I feel like I have ADHD brain, right? I feel like people constantly be like, this is the loud Puerto Rican, maybe stray away from him unless we want that energy in their room. And it, it, it's isolating sometimes, you know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not one to one. So it's great to kind of have that kind of reflective thing because it goes to different from people, different people from all walks of life. Sometimes we'll get uh, trans or people who are trying to figure out their identity while they're there. And it's hard to identify, like, quite frankly, you know, does this person like me? Am I being too aggressive? Because they all have their different sort of battles that they're going mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So it's very it's very interesting to see it from a perspective. And the better part is that it's not like always 18-year-olds. Sometimes you'll come across people who are older, like they're in the 40s, or you'll get people in their 30s that are around their, my age group. And I'm just like, Doug, it's very interesting to kind of see. Um yeah, that's so, yeah, and then super like eye opening. Yeah, I um, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. I mean to no, cut no, you no, off. No, 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 you go. You vibing? Come on. Um, so I don't know if this is too personal. Uh, please excuse me if it is, but I've kind of had like a love is blind experience. Um, <laughs> tea, 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 tea. Yeah, fill please, up the cup. Fill up tell. the cup. Please, please tell. Okay, so you know, like the concept of love is blind. Uh, Omar, do you know the concept of that yeah, show? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so yeah, my, you know how like they they're they're they're, t- they're talking behind that they don't know what they look like they don't know and then i, I don't know what the time frame is because i haven't watched it since season one mm-hmm. but um that's kind of how i met my boyfriend um we met through a mutual i was in the navy and i have a friend that wasn't and we play apex together and i met him we were playing one day he's like hey i have a friend um i can add to the party for our our, our lobby i was like yeah sure <laughs> Um, and that's kind of how I was introduced to my boyfriend. Well, obviously not at the time it wasn't, but that's how I met him was through Apex Legends. And I didn't know what he looked like for like three months because mm. initially I wasn't really interested in him. I yeah, sure. didn't have any type of interest in him sure. like that. But <clears throat> as time went on, like I would find myself like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be online today and like stuff like that. So that's kind of how I met my boyfriend is I didn't know what he looked like. I just knew what he sounded like for like three months. Oh. I Wait, didn't know. Did you guys start? Did you start dating when like remotely, or did you? Uh, yeah. So he was actually he he's in the military. He's in the navy still, but uh, okay. he was stationed in Japan. So it was wow. like a fourteen okay. hour like a fourteen oh, hour difference yeah. when we first met. Wow, yeah. Um. So the time, well, how we spent time together was playing Apex Legends. Um. And then our first date was that game. It takes two. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> our first date was it takes two like he bought it and then we played it together so each time we would play because it's actually a pretty long game yeah it's um, long, yeah, that game i believe deserves game of the year but it, it won um, game of the year i think it won yeah, game of the year, that, yeah very very well deserved right um so each time we would play i considered it like it was a date we went on like Absolutely. when we first started. Wait, did, he, did he know that though <laughs> Yeah, no, not I was like, did he know that? <laughs> wow. Not did he know that? Wow. I'm just saying, you say you considered uh, yeah. it a day. I just try to piece the fuck No, yeah, Let's so like, our no. expectations. <laughs> it's like kind of like when I tell my friends, it was wonderful. And then when he tells his friends, oh my God, bro, like she's crazy. No. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's how we kind of like met. And then um, from there, like, you know, we showed like 
obviously after that we started interest facetime calling and then the first time we met in person was at dreamcon actually mm. this year in person so wow. oh and that was pretty um, recent that yeah because you told yeah, us that in july. You saw kai sanat and all that oh god um <laughs> his last name i didn't know that that's how bad. i've been that's how i've been hearing it said that's that's what i'm saying but yeah i don't actually know so yeah mm-hmm. like for about a year we dated you know long dis or we talked long distance and then um we met for the first time in um july so i kind of had a and at first i was like you know that's just kind of how stuff happens now like yeah you meet people from all over yeah it's just it just naturally evolved into that and he's yeah so sorry i didn't mean to go on a tangent about my personal life but super interesting um, i mean if it makes you feel like there's a little asterisk i mean quite frankly i didn't know casey threw a fucking hole in the wall and then Felt like I was rocking with the bro when he when he came through from North Carolina for the first time. You know, yeah. I mean? you don't even think about it. Will Will housed me my first uh, trip to North Carolina. Yeah, in which if you ever needed to pull to the office, you don't have to ask. You know, you you're always welcome here. Aw, um, bros yeah, for life. I, I I he said yeah. I'm, I, I, I see this bed right there. I'm crashing, dog, because it costs it costs hella money to like to just yeah. <laughs> crash in. Well, at the time at the time this is sidebar, but at the time I had people that were kind of crashing here too because people go through life and they're you know whatever so now i'm like all right the room's there i don't i don't mind so, so i revived him on apex legends with lifeline and the rest was history there you go so, that's how there you go so there also go. you Horrible. should probably continue watching love is blind because it's not like that season one this last season messy Holy i will gosh. ship lauren and cameron forever i don't think anyone will ever compare to their story i I'm love them fairly certain but i'm swear if you need something if you are rocking and you need something that's fantastically like binge worthy and it's like, what is this? Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the Bonchichi or the sort of like conversation you hear the gossip and it's just, oh, gossip Bonchichi. Yeah, I know yeah, what that is. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else that I recently played. I don't think I really have much. Um, I think the watching is just all over the place. You know, sometimes I'm watching Bluey because I'm a child. Sometimes like you, I you just I'm, watch that of your own volition. Like, well, because we had the dog eventually. So our, we have a high anxious dog. And quite frankly, we used to essentially put on like some sound in the background. So that way, when we leave and go to work, they wouldn't feel some type of way. Uh-huh. So at one point, I think she heard the theme song of Bluey and thought we were calling her Rue. And we call her really weird names. So sometimes we would be like, oh, Rucille or something silly. And we I'm sure at one point we said Rui. And she got like, very excited, like wake up, wag the tail, so on and so forth. So now whenever we leave the crib, we put on Bluey. And at one point while I was like getting ready to like put on my shoes and stuff like that, I just kind of absorbed the content a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I fucks with this. Like I, I cried while I was leaving the house. It's stupid. Oh my God. But I think I got to start watching Bluey. Because all, all, I, all I hear is good things about it. Uh, I think my son is a little too old. Like, because usually I, whatever he watches... I will watch some of as well just to so I can get the sense of what it is or I'll try to put him on stuff that I think like, oh, this might be good for his age range. Absolutely. Bluey, uh, I keep hearing nothing but good things about it, but like it just hasn't been on my radar. And my son is in Chicago right now. So like I'm not Mm. watching any of the content he watches or trying to put him on anything. Right. I don't know. I might just need to sit down and watch some Bluey. Give it a shot. I would I would recommend if advise with you. This is the one thing where I'm dying on the hill, Casey, and I'll say it now. I'll say it to Nick. I'll say it to fucking Amy if I have to. If that bluey code comes in and one of you fuckers try to claim it before me, I'm scrapping. I'm, Look, I'm I have going no to skin. I have scrapping. no skin in the game. Yahtzee Neither do I. I'm not. Yahtzee seems I'm, like he wants that bluey code. <laughs> he he could he could do whatever he wants to do, but he ain't gonna do a review. So let me get one of those. He can do whatever he needs. I don't care. Um, but yeah, um, bluey. I've I one day I'm gonna get through my animes. I I'm trying to go through um twisted metal. Oh and yeah, I know bro, Darren I got so highly of it. Yeah, a lot of people have. 
It's fucking corny. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not surprised. It's it stars Anthony Mackie. That's exactly what I expect. Right. Well, okay, damn. Don't disrespect, <laughs> Look, don't disrespect the, the brother my, from 8 Mile. My, no, <laughs> my feelings on Anthony Mackie have been stated. Right. That's, is Anthony Mackie your version of my Chris Pratt? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, I fucking hate Chris Pratt. I wish Chris Pratt would die in a hole. But okay, I didn't say all that. My, I didn't say all that. Do you know who, I guess, do you know who my corny person is? Like, they just... I don't know. Obviously, we don't know these people from paint. Uh huh. Sure. From a can of paint, right? But obviously, these are based off of their their status as yeah, like a, their, the creator or whatever, played, right? Like maybe some interviews yeah. they've done, stuff like that. Whether it's musicians, yeah. actors, I this person is totally cringe for me. Jason Derulo. I I just think no, he's I the corniest man. I get it. I I think he is <laughs> the corniest person on earth. I'm sorry. You know, look. I'm just look. I just pay my taxes. I'm I'm a blue collar. Someone someone said I get to it, me, but he is just. <laughs> cringe i'm sorry someone said I'm to sorry. me that jason derulo is the is in the bad place and the good place is the equivalent is the inverse of jason derulo which is pitbull and i'm like i kind of like that theory <laughs> it's very stupid it's very stupid because they kind of fall into the same genre of like maybe they shouldn't be doing this song and so on and so forth and they have extreme popularity but one is way more likable and one's just kind of like like i see jason derulo i'm like you're an old ass man on tiktok please stop it you look ridiculous. You sound. I mean, what ridiculous. works for you? What I mean, obviously, he makes quite a bit of money yeah, from make it. You but but for me, I just I I I care not to consume his content. I'm just. It's just yeah. He's, yeah I, I don't he's, know. He's, he's not my. Him. He's not my. You know what? I, he's not my taste. I'll That's say fair. that. Like it's just his content and his likeness is. That's fair. It's necessarily for me, but anyways, there, okay. There's there's some musicians that are like that right now. I won't go for Kanye with you because you know how I feel about that, Casey. But yeah, we don't need to do this. You know who's getting really? You know who's really getting up there in terms of my nerves recently? Taylor, I'm over it. I'm like, you can't do this. You're you're mad annoying. I, I like, went I, don't I went ke- to a whole rant on Dokapon stream last night about the <laughs> Taylor because they yeah because they keep trying to put they keep shoving Taylor down our throats like I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not. I just oh, here's, <laughs> here's also the thing. This one always gets me in hot water, but I die in this hill and I find it fucking hilarious because it's intertwined into Adventures Nine. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about Beyonce. Uh, y'all, y'all That's are gassing. That's fine. I like her music. Don't get me wrong. As a musician, it's fine. It's the people who start getting into the hardcore fan base, and they're like, "Yeah, the, be- the you beehive. Gotta die. You didn't. Yeah, you were on mute." And I'm like, "All right." I've well, I've now. said this before. Be the beehive to Beyonce is what fan base are to Dragon Ball Z, and I've used that comparison many <laughs> that times hurts, before. But I, I kind of get it. <laughs> it's true. I can but sit I also here and never tell been you. Mad. When someone was like, "I don't fuck with Dragon Ball Z," because it's no, just a whole bunch of many. You're you're, di- you're yeah. different. You're a person. You're a person of substance. Well, that's the difference. What oh, I'm saying, okay. what I'm saying is, is I could sit here and tell you about how my first anime that I ever watched was Sailor Moon in Japanese, and I lived in Japan as a kid. Lupin the Third, mm-hmm. um, Rama One Half, all these, God, all Rama. these, yeah, right, all these Rama animes. Lived in kid. Half. I was exposed to the culture as a kid, growing up as an adult. I could sit here and tell you about all my experiences. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I get is, do you watch Dragon Ball Z and can they be Goku? This is why, this is why I have such a disdain for it's the funny Dragon you, Ball fan base. It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, <laughs> I've noticed this with my fiance is a school teacher in second grade. You know how many people love drawing Goku or Vegeta? It's very confusing to me. Look, I did it as a kid as well. I did okay. it too. Yeah. Like, I, did I don't it, know. But I don't understand why it's still going Akira on. Something about Akira Toriyama's style just makes you want to try it. Like, it looks simple enough. It's just a bunch of spikes, right? <laughs> you guys got to give it a shot. <laughs> I shit you not. I literally, you probably, maybe I can see if I can put, I got a Snapchat of someone 
sending me their nephew doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't understand. Maybe it's a cult. But it's the same equivalent of like when they – I know kids who are obsessed with Naruto and One Piece and they still draw. And it's not to the same because it's not at the exact same height in terms of popularity for the general audiences. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting to see that it consistently goes like that. And yeah. I think it's really cool, you know, for us, obviously, we've been – this has been hobbies of ours since we were kids. But I think it's been really cool to see something that we were essentially made fun of to be, like, extremely popular. And now it's just so lucrative for everyone to be involved and stuff like this. I think – I refuse to be a gatekeeper. Like, I will never yeah, gatekeep no anything ever. Um, but I think it's really cool that these things that – we were called weebs and nerds for is are things that are just so like mainstream and popular now. Right. Um, but it's also like a double-edged sword because the same people are telling you, you don't know anything about that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but I think, I just think it's really cool. So even though I have a huge, huge disdain for Dragon Ball, it really is a way that people get into anime. It's like a, it's the gateway drug. So um, I think it's really cool that people hey, are coming into this and, I went from Dragon Ball to Sailor Moon to like Pokemon. I tried Yu Yu Hakusho, but I was too young to really grasp it. And I know it's such a fantastic series. Yeah, watch so it like, again. There's a whole bunch of things. Cause like, I didn't as, even as, watch as it fully. No, as an adult, like you, because I had to rewatch it too, uh, like years right. and years ago. But like, watch it again but, as an adult. You will, you will absolutely appreciate that show. <laughs> I think, quite frankly, a lot of that leans into kind of like when I was being a kid. And I'll, I'll wrap it up here because I don't really have much to add. But like, I appreciate Dragon Ball for bringing that gateway because that really brought me into like the Toonami era, which exposed me farther into Cartoon Network mm-hmm. and get me into the moments where I'm like into like I'm gonna I've I've spoke to this with my fiance. I'm like, we're gonna watch Adventure Time. Either we're gonna get really fucking bored and do it or get really fucking blasted and do it. But either way, we're gonna watch Adventure Time and just it. vibe. Because that's what it, it's I feel like that was my gateway to I know like I wanna say like anime because anime is a bigger thing and i've never really been heavily deep into it Mm -hmm. but it was a gateway for me as a child to really be exposed to all these other different forms of art it really makes me appreciate it because like even when casey was talking about the velma had a show on max Mm -hmm. i'm gonna fuck about velma i'm pretty sure it's a little cringy but like i appreciate it as an art style i appreciate the fact that it was able to take the risk and open doors and have it where we have shows like harley quinn or have shows where Mm -hmm. we have Family Guy or American Dad because guess what I still fucking rock with American Dad. No American one loves Dad. it. No, American Dad is hilarious. It is so right. much better than Family Guy. Oh, it is a thousand percent. <laughs> and it, it, it feels a lot of people get kind of like Yokina was. Yeah, like, it's like ah, I remember that because it's kind of going under the radar. But like, right? Both both American Dad and Cleveland Show started off a little wonky Yo, when Family Cleveland Guy was Show. a big deal. But they both eventually became like their own thing that was just so much more interesting than Family Guy. Yeah. And I think for me, Family Guy, I stopped watching it after like, it's probably like the first three seasons are my favorite. And That's then right. after that, it's, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I don't really watch, I don't like it. Um, same thing with like Spongebob. I am a hardcore diehard Spongebob. I'm a, such a huge fan of Steven Hillenburg, who is a creator of Spongebob, who mm-hmm. also was a writer on Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that show so much. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like um, he is the creator of SpongeBob and he's actually fun fact. He was a marine biologist um, yes, he was. and he actually wrote the first SpongeBob movie as the end of SpongeBob altogether. Like he did not want it going past the first movie that came out in 2004, but obviously Nickelodeon was like, nah, I'm good. And they started, so he stepped away from the show and it's a, you can see a clear difference between like season three and mm-hmm. the, when it continues, mm-hmm. the fact that he walked away, there's a huge difference and you can tell. So I can see that like Cleveland show. I like it. 
I I'm not Cleveland a big fan show. of American Dad. It just wasn't funny to me. But I love Cleveland Show. It got sure. so much better. It was dry. For, yeah, like it, it was dry in the beginning. I'm also surprised you really rock it with SpongeBob is hard because I oh, think I the love, SpongeBob like, quote, and then I think of, "Hey Patrick, what am I? Stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference?" <laughs> that was that was in his heyday. That was like season was one, fantastic. two, yeah. or three that, type stuff. That was season that was season one. Texas. Season hey, one. listen, yeah. but I I do appreciate yeah. it when they got zany. The canceled episode where they end up saying the the panty raid. I know it's not for kids, but man, that has so many fucking quotables. It's ridiculous. Are you oh feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Are you feeling now? Now feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. It's great. Man. Okay, anyway, then, sorry. I'm gonna wrap up on that one. I'll toss it back to you, Casey. Uh, I mean, with that, we've pretty much reached the end of the show. <laughs> like, we did not touch the, the Activision Blizzard thing, but like I said, this is an ongoing thing. We'll hear more about what's actually going to happen with this acquisition now that it's complete. Uh, so this topic will come back up in the future. Uh, Have they yeah. or has a? I'm sorry, no, I didn't mean to interject. Um, did you look up like as far as did, they, did the judge make a judgment, like an order? Like, has there been like a? Did, if I'm making it any sense, approved, right? yeah, it's green. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's, green it's been yeah. approved. Um, the FTC is still planning to uh, file like a, a opposition to it, but like yeah. the mm-hmm. date is already passed, so like no one knows kind of what the purpose of this is, other than them continuing to be like a pain in the ass. But yeah. like they can't they can't change anything at this point because the deal has closed. Like it's finished now. I I knew the gavel slammed as soon as we got an internal email. I was talking about, don't forget Ubisoft plus. Right. Now yeah. You can Ubisoft the, has a streaming rights. You can play call of duty on Ubisoft plus question mark. It's very confusing, but I won't go there. Uh, all I hope is that I get a pay raise out of this. Because <laughs> I tried. Listen, I sat in front of the CEO and showed him this tattoo. No pay raise. I, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Right. Yo, no, why did no one tell me Eve was coming to freaking North Carolina? I would have I would have no. went to meet that. Let man. me uh, I'll, I'll, I'll off outside bar with you. But quite frankly, it's probably the best you didn't, because I'll <laughs> tell you, there's so many people at one point, I pulled up in the cafeteria because they did a breakfast thing. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at my director who locks eyes with me. And right next to her is Eves, the CEO. And there's no other seats. <laughs> and there's one seat across from Eves that is available. Shocker. I had to sit there. And I'm like, like oh, man. You He's a sweet guy. But you should have sat there and pitched him on why you should be the new senior vice president of the company. <laughs> um, I, I like my I like my job security. I'm not trying to lose that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got this great idea: release Beyond Good and Evil Two. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I my boss texted me that the other day. We were in a meeting talking about some stuff, and I'm like, I think this is not a real. I think it's a figment of our imagination. I don't I don't think it's ever coming up. Man, I would have I would have took the trip. To meet Eve. I don't think you would have want to, and I'll tell you why when we sidebar. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, Will, what do you have coming up that folks can check out, and where can they find you? Oh, God. I think the Twitter is probably the X. What am I? What is this universe we're in? At Will C. Blogs, just if you look it up on Google, you'll, you'll find me somewhere, whether it be the YouTubes, the Twitter, the Twitches. Not that I stream that much, but quite frankly, there's that. And then if there's any, I think organically because i've had some people do it where it's like hey i'm mentioned i was gonna play something and then they'd reach out and then we just randomly play with random people it's been a really fucking fun time so far granted you get one or two weirdos but nine times out of ten we're, we're rocking with it so if you ever wanted to play a free-to-play game a Fortnite, or just want to chat and vibe x twitter facebook whatever if you at will see blogs you'll find me and then i think for the most part i just have that one review that's coming up um 
And if you're just watching any pieces of content that Omar touches, you probably should one thank Omar and then two put on the closed captions because it's fun. <laughs> that's that's. I've definitely easy. made jokes where Casey laughs and it sounds like he choked on a cat, and I've wrote that down in the closed <laughs> captions. So, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> oh man, uh, Yoki and a cat. Where can people find you? What do you have coming up that they can check out? Um, nothing, and I'm really, really sorry. Um. <laughs> No, I um, I haven't even really been active in the Discord, which is um, kind of weird for me. But um, now that I'm in this new position, um, I'm going to be working some pretty long hours. Mm. And um, But I am going to, I think, over the next couple months, I probably will go ahead and cave in and buy a PS5. You should. Um, for Spidey, man. That's the only reason why. Nothing else. Because um, I have decided to start competing competitively in Tekken tournaments. Um, yeah, I want to see this. It's. I'm really nervous, to be honest. Like, it's it's a cutthroat kind of community. Um, That's so fine. I'm, we believe in you. I'm really nervous. I know that the first couple tournaments I'm probably going to lose but that's obviously part of it so um i have to start looking up some local tournaments and i'll definitely post that stuff like in the discord and i think i'll start i'll start documenting my journey of being trying to get into um, the fgc realm um professionally so i mean it's possible a lot of people have sponsors but actually a guy that won uh, evo us i think a couple years ago he actually did it without any sponsors and he worked a full-time job wow so yeah so um it's possible. It's just I have to really set aside time for that. Um, and I'm also still studying for my LSATs. So, um, yeah, I just like I have time. I have time, but it, I have to use that time for other things, if that makes any sense. So, um, no, it's rough. but it's I get it. it but I really do want to get into it competitively. Sorry, I don't mean to go on a tangent. So um, I will probably be if anywhere if I'm anywhere at all, it's going to be Instagram and it's going to be the open party discord. Um, my handle is the same on every platform. Yokina cat. It's the same across Twitter, Instagram. It's what it is on open party or on the discord. So, yep. That's where you can find me. If anyone wants to spar and tuck in message me, you mean lose. Yeah. That is much. not, that is, that is not that's, true. That's, that's what I heard. I've seen you clip sparring. It's fine. I'm de- <laughs> I'm decent. Look, I'm decent. Y'all. I'm not like, I'm not that good. All right. To, to, I'll, to, didn't to you show a perfect round win or something like that on Twitter or something like that? I'll be quiet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's to you. It's to you, Omar. <laughs> yes, Omar. Where can folks find right. you? What do you have coming up that they can check out? Uh, social media wise, I am off the grid, baby. So don't <laughs> yeah. bother looking. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother looking. Don't bother looking. Uh, no, you can find all my work at The Escapist if you want to see the cool stuff we're doing with Adventures Nigh. Also, the EVE Online documentary, which we put out last yeah. month, I believe. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, was really proud of that. And uh, I'm glad people enjoyed it at the theatrical reception, which was in Iceland, which Ooh. I wish I could have gone to. That's fancy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, beside that, the movie that I shared, you can check out that link. Um, put it in it- the chat. Put it in the chat. Yeah, I'm putting in the chat again. Yeah. If you want to check out my 72-hour movie that I made with Jesse Schwab from The Stuff of Legends at The Escapist and Jesse Galena from A Million Things at The Escapist. And, uh, Jesse 1 yeah. and 2. <laughs> Jesse 1 and 2. Maybe if I and... change my name to Jesse, I'll, I'll be joining one of these events. I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the ticket. <laughs> I'm going to be Jesse in a week. 72 hours long? No, it took them 72 hours to make. 
Yeah, man, man, Omar put Scorsese to shame. Seventy-two hours. He's oh, yeah. editing right now. Yeah, you'll finish it in around the same time. It'll take you to watch all of One Piece. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that's really it. If you browse that channel, you're gonna see all the other dumb shit that me and my buddies make, and also like our wedding video side business. But that's beside the point. But if you know if you're cool. local and you want a wedding video made, you know, hit me up. I guess. Sweet. But yeah, that's it. Nice. Thank you so much. Um, you can find me, as usual, at SigmaGears9 here on Twitch, as well as Twitter and all the other social media things. Um, the most recent thing I've done is that Mortal Shell review over on Escapist. So you can check that out. Um, like Omar mentioned, check out Adventures 9. If you remember, uh, Episode 7 is out. Uh, if you're not, uh, you can watch up to Episode 6. And honestly, if you've not been watching Adventures 9, you are tripping. Like, the show is so fun. <laughs> like, it's so good. Go and start at the beginning. Catch the hell up. I implore you. Um, outside of that, all the regular streams throughout the week, um, I should be doing. Uh, but next Sunday, I will not be doing a Sigma show. Um, I'm being forced to go to church with my family. <laughs> yeah. So Get some God in you, dog. <laughs> I don't so, know. Yeah, so I'm not I'm religious. Little, I mean, it's about time. Like, I've been doing, be doing consistent shows for a couple weeks now, so I might as well take a little break and, and do something else. Uh, but we'll be back after that um, with, I believe, another new face. Like, we've been on a tear of just brand new folks showing up and joining the podcast who I hope will be uh, coming back and being regular uh, faces that we see here and there. Uh, but we should have another brand new, never before seen face on the show when I do come back two weeks from now. Um, so, yeah, yes, Kat. <laughs> can, can I be on? The, can I already request a spot on your show? For She's trying to pre order a spot, dog. Yeah, please. Okay, never mind. Okay, no, I'll no. talk to you later. <laughs> There's a reason why I may not be able to do that because I've, okay. I have some invites that went out already. Okay. Well, the next available slot. That's why I guess what I was trying to say. Yeah, if the next that's, available that's the one. Thing. Yes. Like, once I get like a, a answer closer to it on whether or not, then I can essentially slot you in for a backup. But I'm glad to know that you are yeah. available. That's what I ask everybody. I'm like, yeah. if you want to be on a show for whatever specific week, just come ask me. Like, usually I don't have spots filled out. This is the one instance where I've actually tried to do something in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's going to do it for episode 119. Thank you, everybody in chat, for being here. Thank you to my three guests. Uh, thanks, Omar, for popping up here for the first time. Hope we'll be seeing you at some point in the future. Yeah, it was lovely. Yes. Um, that's going to do it. We'll see you guys in the, uh, in the future. Bye. <laughs> Peace. And end screen. Peace.